All right, it's that time of the day again. The Robert Scott Bell Show is about to crank it up for health, freedom, and healing liberty. We got a lot to do today, as always, every day, chock full of good stuff. Today, I'm really excited. We've got a new guest, first time on the Robert Scott Bell Show, Kenny Maurer. And uh, Super Don, I'll talk about that because we, you know, we've always uh, been basketball fans, NBA fans. And uh, this guy, at the moment I saw his picture, I was like, we're getting that guy on? I know that guy. Watched him for years officiating uh, at the NBA level. But He's a friend also of John Stockton, who we had on the show, and he's a man that is standing up for health, freedom, and healing liberty and doesn't doesn't cower in the face of uh, intimidation, as a referee cannot, <laughs> but even in life, as we say, beyond the, the NBA court. So we got that coming up. Uh, there's a, a lot of confusion out there about mRNA injections in animals that you might be consuming, and that confusion is not by accident. We will talk about that as well. Obviously, the big news for those of you uh, following along with uh, health freedom issues, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., Bobby Kennedy, is declared for the presidency officially today, running as a Democrat. We'll we'll talk about that as we open the show as well. So stick around. Lots of healing to go on. You know what it is. The voice of health, freedom, and healing liberty is about to go live. Tell your friends. Join us at robertscabell.com slash listen, and we'll see you in just a moment. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty, The Robert Scott Bell Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the next President of the United States, Robert F. Kennedy, Jr. You know, what's interesting about that introduction by Dennis Kucinich. I remember Dennis, of course, because he was a good friend of our pal, Ron Paul, who ran for president, you know, three times, once as a libertarian, twice as a Republican. And the Republican Party didn't want to have anything. The establishment didn't want to have anything to do with him, much like I believe the Democratic Party doesn't want to have anything to do with Bobby Kennedy. So the disruption is on, y'all. And and I saw some of the stats. It's like, I don't know, like 15 percent of uh Biden voters are already inclined to go for Bobby Kennedy. This is going to be a, an interesting thing. How will they suppress and erase and, and censure a guy that's already been censored so much? So, yeah, here's the article exclusive. Robert Kennedy Jr. launches unlikely presidential bid backed by 14 percent of Biden voters. And, you know, what I see here. Because we, have, you know, look, this this I'd like to think our show is apolitical. It's about health freedom. But granted, we cannot deny that their politics impact our health freedom, usually for the worse. Uh, but to have a candidate that understands the importance of individual liberty, health freedom, even if we have uh, areas of disagreement, there's nobody, nobody that you could say you have 100 percent, let's say, agreement with. Uh, and, and that includes even a Ron Paul, as much as we agreed with him. But the point is, do we dismiss out of hand, out of right, all right. For those of you who lean more conservative Republican, Bobby Kennedy's attempts to do something, I think, 
far better than any Democrat running right now and probably any Republican running for president right now, based on what we've heard uh, on the issue of health freedom, interestingly enough. I'm I, I'm inclined to, to you know, be very enthusiastic in, in supporting Bobby Kennedy's run for the president. I'm not naive. We've seen this. We've been through this with Ron Paul. Genuine grassroots movement like never before. I, as, as I said, I haven't been excited about a candidate since Ron Paul until my friend Jonathan Emord decided to run for the United States Senate in Virginia. And he's running against Tim Kaine, the uh, Hillary Clinton lackey who never met a, a, a shot he didn't want to force on you or a lockdown he didn't want to continue. So uh, in that context, because he's a personal friend, uh, Jonathan E. Morton, I know this man of integrity and his constitutional fealty and his knowledge and history of this country. And interestingly enough, from the Democrat side, Bobby Kennedy has a lot of great knowledge about our country, about its foundation. Of course, his uncle was president. His, his father was a U.S. senator, and they were both killed, arguably, by the CIA, the deep state, what's called the deep state. It's not so deep and dark. It, it is dark, I guess you could say, but it's right right there, wide out in the open. And in the, uh, the, the talk he gave this morning, I didn't see it cover to cover, so to speak, but he did talk a lot about the military industrial complex. He did mention his uncle wanting to scatter the CIA and rip it in pieces and scatter it to the wind. I think we'd all more freedom would be uh, arising from such a, a scenario because the CIA is, a, is basically a, a, an, a, an agency of deception from start to finish. And it's turned its ugliness on the American people. We live in a surveillance state. We live in various forms of a police state based on the lack of medical freedom. And you saw it manifest, even though I've been warning everybody on this show for now my 24th year of broadcasting since I opened up the microphone in 1999, that our vulnerability was our lack of knowledge about our own bodies and our own health and our own immune systems. And they would one day use it against us, which they did in COVID. Imagine if you weren't afraid of germs. Imagine if you weren't afraid of viruses. Even if there is uh, an arguable scientific legitimacy of uh, uh, volatility from something of the viral origin that they they would claim, that you realize your immune system was stronger than even a gain-of-function scenario like that. And you would have never allowed a lockdown. You would have never participated in mass masking. You would have never allowed for a shot. Of course, the doctors that spoke out and treated successfully their patients with no death the remdesivirs, no, not the remdesivirs. That's the hospital government mandated solution that brought death on, run death is near. But we're talking about hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. And even though as a homeopath, I didn't need to resort to either of those to help people, I acknowledge that they did help people. And of course, if our government agencies acknowledged it as they should have and investigated it, there would have been no emergency use authorization for a COVID jab, mRNA technology, which they were desperate because they're captured by those um, manufacturers to bring to market. Not because there's a genuine legitimate demand for the products, but because they can't get the products on the market without an emergency. Without frightening people out of their ability to think critically and clearly. And you know, we've lost a lot of friends over the last three years. Not just because we've been canceled by them, but some of them who have lost their lives going into hospitals because they did have symptoms that were not treated in advance of those symptoms were sent home to come back only when they were on borderline uh, death. And then they were ushered into death via remdesivir and ventilator 
or in the case of Grace Shara, who we had on his, her father, Scott, yesterday again, the cocktail of drugs that would kill a healthy person, much less someone who was vulnerable and, uh, well, having the life that she led. So as we open the show today, I just, again, just want to acknowledge this, bring Super Don in real quick, and then we've got Kenny Maurer, which I'm excited to have on board this hour, uh, NBA referee, and he was uh, one of the first, if not the first, that was kicked out because he refused to play along with the, you know, with the jab agenda and, and more. So he's automatically a friend of ours. <laughs> yes. Super D, I wanted to get your perspective on Bobby Kennedy's uh, talk. If you, you, see, you might have seen more of it than me. I caught, yeah, probably about three quarters of it. Yeah, <clears throat> while I was pre- prepping for the show, I you know I thought it was good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he got into you know some things that I agree with. Mm-hmm. He got into some things that I don't necessarily agree with. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like at what point do you like you were saying? Do you just go, oh well, if it's not everything that I agree with, yeah, then yeah. I can't vote for you. Well, okay. you know, was there anything that he talked about that was like a deal breaker? No, I mean, you know, he's an environmentalist, but you know, I I don't, I'm not a big fan of that word. I mean, you know, it's easy to toss that word around. And when you say it, what do you admit? You know, you imagine, you know, like hip hippies hugging trees and, you know, something like, you know, I mean, let me just ask you, Robert, uh, do you, do you like, uh, nature? Oh, nature. Uh, you like nature? Nature's okay. Right. Do do you, do you like, do you like to breathe clean air? Clean air. Oh no. Clean air. Yeah. How about, how about, how about, uh, 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 clean water? You like clean water? You love drinking. Do you like clean food? Food. Uh, Me, me clean food. That kind of makes you an environmentalist, doesn't it? You don't want to screw up nature and destroy everything. You know? So, you know, I mean, it's like, whatever, uh, he's, he's, he's a, an environmentalist and I, I agree with protecting nature, what we may disagree on. Mm -hmm. And I think what we disagree on with, other people it's yeah. how to do that sure uh, but we but can have- the, the the idea of let's protect nature and protect the waterways and and the animals and the trees and so yeah you know i mean i think pretty much everybody if you use that definition would be considered an environmentalist right but remember the flip-flopping of terms liberal and conservative has been altered to be almost meaningless and of course conservation the root of conservatism is actually you know protecting the environment is a conservative ideal. Now, I, I don't like to get hung up on the, you know, the labels per se, but classical liberalism is more along the lines of what Ron Paul foisted. I say foisted, but I mean, Foster yeah, back abs- into the, absolutely. The, yeah. And that's what we, we, you know, people like you and I are probably relate more to mm-hmm. uh, now. And the people that consider themselves liberals now are like yeah. neoconservatives. It's really, it's bizarre how, how things have flip-flopped at this point. I think there's a lot more that we would have in, and do have in common with Bobby Kennedy than we have with most at this point. Republicans. Absolutely. And, and the other thing, the other thing you spent a lot of time on today uh, and and again, it's just one of those things. You know, he is a champion of the poor people, and and the lower, you know, the 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 um, the disadvantaged. And and it's just like you know, if you don't have, if if you can't look at somebody who's homeless and go, man, you know, I, I, if there's something I can do to help that person, I want to help that person. Yeah, you don't have a soul. You know, I mean, it's just you know, people that that need help and stay. You know, he got very emotional actually at the very end of the thing talking about that, and that it was something that his his father had taught him. Mm-hmm. You know, he you know when they were were in the Appalachia and they were you know in, yeah. in the the disadvantaged areas and stuff like that. And he he told he said my dad told me you know these are you need to take care of these people when you get older. Yeah. You need to help these people. These are Kennedy people, 
and you could see you got very emotional stuff. Who doesn't want to help people that need help? Yeah, you know? and we would go into the the way to do it might be, that, a, and that's the difference. It's like, how do you do that? That's mm-hmm. where we might have some disagreements. Well, and Bobby Kennedy did. He was good on the Fed. He talked about the Federal Reserve and and inflation, the tax on poor people, the destruction of what's called the middle class. So again, there's a lot of things where we have great conversations. And many of our friends, let's face it, many of our friends were there at the event. Many of our friends that we featured on well, in that show. clip, in that in that that uh, crossfade, the opening clip that we did right there, it was like boom, Jeffrey Jackson yeah. just standing there. Yeah. And I want to anyway. say, say when I saw Bobby mention Trump. <laughs> Interestingly enough, there wasn't a chorus of boos in that Democrat audience. It wasn't an automatic, oh, we hate Trump. It was, here's what Trump did specific to lockdowns. He didn't believe in them, and then he was convinced to do them. And so Bobby didn't attack him because he's Trump. He said that decision was yeah. a horrible decision or what he well, did. And, and he what, what he pointed out was, and he, he did say that, uh, you know, that when when things started looking bad on the lockdown situation, that Trump said hey nothing i can do about it you know they they tricked me into the yeah. situation he says that's his, not a good excuse which his I point think. was yeah that's not a good enough excuse yeah. you know you've got to have somebody that's willing to stand up to their to their bureaucracy yeah and and he you know implied that he would be the guy that could do that so well his, his family has done it to to, to yeah. the end right yeah. Uh, yeah so there's some credibility there that's significant it was a good speech it was a good you know the thing the one thing that i liked the most about it mm-hmm uh, it wasn't scripted. There was no teleprompter. Yeah. It was just RFK Jr. talking the, these and are the being people, real. Yeah, we, extemporaneous ability to communicate on any subject because you have a knowledge base. You have critical thinking skills intact. You don't need talking points. Jonathan E. Moore doesn't need talking points. Uh, Bobby Kennedy doesn't. Ron Paul did not need talking points. These are the people that actually know what they're talking about yeah. and can engage in debate and discussion without a resor- resorting to ad hominem attacks. Now, one thing was a conspicuous by its absence. I don't think he used the word vaccine once in his entire 90 minute plus thing. No, he and did you know, not. strategically, I understand. But he, he did talk about health. Why? Quite, you know, uh, and in fact, there was one part there where he, he put out there that uh, during his presidency, mm-hmm. he was going to uh, attempt to try and put an end to chronic disease. Now, I, I heard that and I was just like, Wow. No one said that. That's a tall order. I mean, end chronic disease. And he says, by the time of my, my, the end of my term, if I have not made a significant change in chronic disease, I do not want you to reelect me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, of course, we know chronic disease runs right through or vice versa. You know, it it comes through vaccine first. So there's no question he's not abandoning that issue, but to bring it up would be like, you know, why everybody knows that's all they attack him on. So I'm not going to cry about the fact that he didn't mention it either. Anyway, we're going to keep monitoring it. I'm happy to have uh, Bobby Kennedy back on this show. He's a, he's a man of of great integrity and very intelligent and has uh, his track record speaks for itself on the environment. He's not a communist environmentalist. You know, he even talked about the fact that, uh, he, you know, he was proud that uh, the streets around the world were named Kennedy, not Marx and Lenin from those that, that read, uh, you know. So, again, that that's a different thing when we talk about environmentalism being corrupted and captured by basically Marxism and communism. And that's not what he's all about. Anyway, so with that, let's uh, let's take a pause and let's go into the NBA. When I saw a picture of, of Kenny Maher, I was like, dude, I know that guy. I've watched him for years being a, a ref in the NBA. It, you know, and I don't know that every NBA ref, you have that kind of recognition. He's been at it for so long. 
But for some reason, we missed the memo about him being one of those refs that stood like a John Stockton as an athlete or anybody that says, you know what? I've got a principal core set of beliefs and I do not abandon them just for my job to be convenient to be kept on the payroll. Although he said, you know, I believe uh, I should still be allowed to do my job because I'm not a threat to anyone. But here's uh, an article at a, a Sports Illustrated and it's back from, uh, oh, it was on my birthday a year plus ago, 2022. Former NBA referee Ken Maurer says league forced him out due to vaccine mandate. So I don't have to ask him, were you just tired of being a ref? I don't think so. I think he'd still be going. He looks very healthy today. Uh, and let's get into that story and a whole lot more. Welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show. For the first time, Kenny Maher, NBA official and uh, extraordinary guys. We chatted a little bit before showtime. Ken, welcome to the show. Thank you, Robert. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. Good to see you. And, and Super D, let me ask, did you recognize him? I Was did, of course. Yeah. I mean, how could you not? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> how many games, Kenny? How many games did you have you have you refed? You know, I I never really kept track all the years, but um, because I just Ballpark. thought it was kind of fun. But if you um, had to guess, what would you say? Um, why well, I know it was something over two thousand, over twenty one hundred, something like that. I, I and I don't think that includes preseason. So I I, I think it was. I think they one. I was told by another referee one time. I'm one of like seven guys that's refereed over 2,000 regular season games. So yeah. I'm proud of that. I am. That's awesome. Yeah, as I said, to have that recognition because obviously the focal point is on the players. But it, you know, when an NBA ref gets that kind of uh, let's say identification, it means you've been doing it a long time and you've been in the face with a lot of tall people. <laughs> I, I don't know if I was necessarily in their face, but I was in front of them. How's that? Yes, <laughs> right. True. You know, they lean down a bit, but again, yeah. extraordinarily uh, tough. You have to be, and also very fit. Think about the running back and forth. It isn't you are as much an athlete in many ways as these professional athletes to keep up with it uh, to do what you did. And of course, your concern for your health. I guess it had to be part and parcel to. Uh, some of your decisions in addition to your beliefs, religious and otherwise? Well, definitely. I mean, throughout my entire career, I mean, I, I think it's well known. It's well documented. A lot of referees made fun of me, but I was always extremely, you know, interested in, and in, in read books and read articles on, 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 you know, health nutrition. I mean, everybody thinks that, you know, you go in the gym, you should go in the gym and you should work out seven times a day and you should lift all these weights. And, and what people don't know is it's 80, 20. It's 80, how much you work out, and 20, what you put in your body. So what you gentlemen were talking about at the forefront of, of introducing me, I mean, I've been so much a part of that and so into that my whole life. I mean, I, my wife is, and I are organic. We, um, I haven't had sugar in 12 years. I mean, we're very much into non-GMO. We don't, you know, we know what all that means. And, and it's, um, so yes, it did play a real, uh, you know, I, I always tell people, if you, you lay off sugar and if you lay off gluten, you'll lose weight. And so, I mean, I've, I've always been privy to that, knowing that if I stayed in shape and I kept healthy, that my knees and my back and my hips would stay healthy. And that's what usually sends a lot of guys, you know, out of the league because of, of their health is due to, you know, being injured because of, you know, running so much. You alluded to that earlier. So, yeah, it, uh, it wasn't the, uh, the forefront because I've just been a part of health and nutrition most of my refereeing career. But yes, it certainly did have a lot to do with my decision on, on um, you know, on why I didn't uh, choose to take. I don't call it a jab anymore, guys. I call it an injection. Yeah, it's an injection, and I chose not to take the injection. If the NBA had not uh, uh, 
basically said unceremoniously, get out then, uh, would you still be refing this season? Yes, I would. I, um, I mean, I never was much for records or goals or, I mean, I had goals. Oh no, no, I, I take that. But I, I had, I wanted to referee in the playoffs and I, it's a goal for referees to get to the final. So that's what keeps your adrenaline flowing every night, trying to, trying to referee a game where you never miss a play, which never happened to me. There was always plays that I went back and looked at that I wish I would have, which would have called or would not have called. But I mean, you want, you had, you set goals for yourself, you know, as a referee. So, you know, getting to the finals, working all-star games, getting, you know, working game sevens and so, it, it, it's all, but it never defined me. It was never something that was the most important thing in my life, but you know, yes. Um, one of my goals was to work 40 years. I would have been the only referee in the history of the NBA to work 40 years. And I would have been going into my 37th. This would be my 39th or 40th, whatever. Wow. So yes, that was a goal of mine. I'm glad you asked because, you know, it, it, you know, not because of anybody else and not, it would have been something because of me taking care of myself physically, I was able to referee 40 years and I would have been very proud of that. And, um, I, I, have a sense, I don't know, maybe this is just me wishful thinking, but I have a sense that if you uh, have any intention of pushing back on the NBA and they're on, I would say unlawful uh, uh, release you from what you do, what you've done and what you've done so well, uh, because there, there certainly were no issues of, Hey, can this guy ref after 39 years? We're not sure if he's qualified. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's not the issue. This is why was I let go? Why did he force me to retire? Whatever it is that they claim happened it was not because you wanted to step down and stop being a ref. It is because of something that relates to an, uh, an experimental medication being, as you said, injected into you that you said, uh, uh-uh, can't do it. Not going to do it. And there are a lot of reasons why, including a religious spiritual reason why, which uh, I argue, even if you didn't, just because you didn't want to take it, that should be enough. This idea that we have to opt out of something so experimental, we should only have to be able to opt in it's the opposite way around at this point. So I think if you have, or I don't know if you're initiating a case against the NBA, you might find yourself getting your job back. Well, we're suing him in court right now. It's been almost two years. I have um, a wonderful attorney who's, um, you talk about attorneys, there's you know different types of attorneys. This guy has basically stopped his life as a discrimination attorney and basically t- took on nothing but cases like mine. So he, uh, He's a wonderful man, and he's um, I'm very happy with him and proud of him. And he's fighting the fight with all those frontline doctors and lawyers that you alluded to early in your in your in your program. And so, yes, I am. I'm suing them in federal court. Uh, we'll get to how that all came about, but um, yeah, I, I didn't want to go out the way I did, and uh, I was forced out. And the answer to your question is that I don't know if I'll ever be given the opportunity to. Yes, I'd like to go have my job back. I I don't know that the NBA is ever going to want me back. And um, for for reasons unknown or reasons that I'm sure you're you know aware of, they they don't they don't like what I'm doing right now. But it was either you you lay down and you go home and you you know you die or you or you stand up and you fight for what you're what you believe in. And I'm I'm doing that with a couple of other referees and and my wife is behind me. And I've met so many wonderful people like yourselves and and people all over the world and the country and and going to all these events and. I mean, you, you, you said it earlier, it, it, you know, they, the NBA tries to make it political. Gentlemen, this is not political for me. I, I love Democrats, Republicans. I am, a, I am a Christian conservative. Yes, I am. And I'm proud of that. But huh, Bobby Kennedy, I met him at an event that I, that I did earlier on. And he's a wonderful human being. Mm-hmm. He spent 
oh, over an hour in, in the green room before we went on talking to John Stockton and I about how his father was assassinated. And he was a wonderful man. He, he just, we had dinner the night before and he talks to people. He signed a, a book from, from me that Edward Dowd had done that he wrote the, the, the forward on. And Bobby's a, a great guy. And so, you know, I've never, you know, I've never gotten into politics, Republican, Democrat. I'm going to vote for the best man. Yeah. Best human being. And I think that's what you guys alluded to. And mm-hmm. what he's done as an environmentalist, what he's done as a human being and health. Yes, that's probably the because everything we're going to talk about today evolves yeah. around our, our safety and health. And yes, if he's if he's into that, so am I. Yeah. And, and also on your push against the NBA, I'm glad to hear that you're not the only one doing that and that you have a good support system and an attorney like that. But think about the future, uh, not only of just the NBA, but uh, of, of the ability to work in general. If we lay down and do nothing to push back, who's to say they're not going to do this again based on some other medical emergency? And they're going to fire people that have a belief, religious or otherwise, about the treatment or the prevention methods. Uh, I, 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 I try to tell people, do you think this was the end? Do you think this was a one once only? Or do you think this was just the beginning? Well, of course, it's, it's this is just the beginning. And fortunate, there was enough people. And again, you're right. I mean, I used to be angry at the beginning and mad at people that were so mad at me for not, you know, taking the the, the, the jab, not taking the injection. I was hurting other people by not doing it. And all, all the things that I heard, I was chastised. I was just alienated and all that. And 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 thank 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 God, literally, I thank God every night that He gave me the strength to to walk away, and so many other people for whatever reasons. And as a result, people are, are realizing this 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 was just the beginning. And yes, I'm so happy that we're now you know got a got a, a an abundance of people sticking up for ourselves, saying no, we're not. You know, it's not about Republican, it's not about Democrat, it's not about whether you chose to take the vaccine or whether you didn't choose to take the vaccine. It's about freedom. It's about the freedom to make that decision for yourself and your families. Whatever it be, if it be religious freedom, if it be medical freedom, I believe in freedom. That's why I love this country. I love the people in this country that believe that. And those that don't, I'm going to fight them till the day I die. Yeah, the uh, thing is, we never tried to cancel people that we disagreed with on the shot, the jab, the injection. We, we, you know, if you, if you wanted to take it, we didn't stop you. Some of us actually tried to talk you out of it, right? Not you personally, Kenny, I didn't need to do that, but you know what I'm saying? In a general sense, we, we we are caring and concerned. And yet those people often canceled us, as you said, called us a, a grave danger to themselves and others. And it dehumanized the experience of having a disagreement because it's a normal part of being alive and a human being to have disagreements. Within yeah. families, as Bobby Kennedy mentioned yeah. in his thing, there's plenty. But everywhere, in the NBA, for goodness sake, we disagree about a call. It's like, but you somehow don't cancel those people and permanently disable them or disconnect them from their source of, of making a living, whether they're a player or a referee in this case. But this is what happened. Many people in the airline industry, in the health industry, nurses, doctors that refused to go along were kicked out. And there have been some efforts to reverse that certain levels of the body politic. But uh, right now we're dealing with an insane fear that still exists among many of the electorate and many in the oligarchy that do not want to have a discussion like this. That do not want to consider the fact that, well, I think 
most people that got the injection regret it now because of what they learned. I've not met one person who regretted not taking it. I agree. I agree. Oh boy. That's, that's well said. I mean, that's absolutely correct. Well, again, I don't know whether it's people just don't like admitting they're wrong. You know, I always said a good referee probably once or twice a game got to a player and I've done this for 50 years, refereed 42 with the NBA and admitted that I was wrong. I mean, I, I, I would get to the player. I didn't do it in front of the fans. I didn't do I, I would get to the player at the free throw line or when we were lined up or taking the ball out of bounds and say, hey, you know, remember the play at 542 or whatever? I kicked the heck out of that play. I, I just I missed that play, Jimmy, or whatever. And he'd say, no problem, Mom. I mean, you know what? We we um we all we all miss him. I mean, you know, and and that would be it. And that's the relationship. So why aren't people afraid if if they're now with the so-called, well, the, the real science and the, and the things we're finding out now, again, a year and a half ago, Robert, I, it was easy for me to walk, not easy. It was, it, was, it was hard, and it's been a tough year and a half, two years, but it was easy for me because of my faith in God. It was easy for me to say, no, I am pro-life. I'm proud of being pro-life. I'm proud of being a Christian. I, I just am not going to take this. It has aborted fetal cells in the manufacturing and or the distribution of these, of these, all three of them did. And two of the three had mRNA vaccines. And we're all finding out about mRNA now, what it does to, boy, you alluded to it early on with food. I'm very privy about all of that. Yeah. And so I, I just didn't want to take inject anything into my body that, that had anything like that. So walking away as a, as a Christian was very hard. I had a wonderful job I loved, and I loved the referees and the people I worked with. But, but it was easy for me to make that decision. My wife and I were in perfect harmony. But now, a year and a half, two years later, after we've all heard from the Dr. Coles and the Merricks and the Corys and the Walscocks and the, and, the, and, and the McCulloughs of the world, the people that just went out of their way and stood up for all of us, we're now finding out you know, how we were lied to. Why can't people step back and say, you know, maybe, maybe I made a mistake. And for whatever reason, um, maybe I shouldn't have done that. You know what? I mean... I think it'd be healthier for everybody, but I can't speak for other people. Well, what we're talking about as well is, uh, I believe, a spiritual issue. You know, Absolutely. Uh, the acknowledgement that, hey, you know what? I made a mistake. I sinned. Whatever it is, your perception or how the language works for you. And I want to repent. I want to acknowledge what I've done and I want to do better. And I'm going to apologize to anybody who may have been harmed by that. And yet much of our, let's, let's just call it like it is, our medical pharmaceutical community operates on either no liability because they've been granted special uh, no liability by the king, queen, or emperor, or the president, or the Congress. Back, we go back to 1986, the, the worst thing that Reagan ever did. And I like Reagan historically and, and for a lot of reasons, but man, that one. And, and he could say, like Trump, I was duped. At the same time, this was the vulnerability because many people in the West, let's, let's face it, gave up on their bodily autonomy and said, you know, I'm gonna, that's too much for me. I'm going to turn it over to the doctor and scientist class. And then They've run roughshod as they've been captured by uh, economic interests that are not necessarily interests of humanity, but of a small group of humans who will profit handsomely due to the ability to sell a product that could injure or kill and never have to take account for it. Never be fine. You know, even if you're fine, it doesn't come out of your pocket. I mean, it's it's all a game. It's so rigged. And I, you know, I come back to now the the average medical doctor. They have been um, bred in a system of monopoly licensure. And they've also been told that if you ever admit a mistake, that you will be, you know, basically destroyed because of it. And of course, the insurance game, all of that with malpractice, et cetera. So the entirety of that 
uh, profession has been schooled out of acknowledging, you know what, I, I screwed up, I'm sorry. And there have been studies and analysis done of doctors who actually had the humanity to admit a mistake that the people that were harmed by it didn't sue by and large. Right. They weren't right. they didn't want to, but they were they were forced to because it was the only way they could get something out of it. They just needed a human being to say, you know what, I'm sorry. So, again, I, I bring that up as, a, again, a spiritual issue. It's about right and wrong, golden rule stuff and, uh, you know, trying to be Christ-like as opposed to, you know, did, what, did Christ teach us to not be responsible for anything that we did? Is, is, was that the teaching? I mean, and I ask this of, of Christians everywhere. Is that because that's playing itself out in our Western style economy and medicine and government? Well, you're so right, Robert. Wow, you, so, you say it so well. You know, you're, you're right. This is biblical. This is spiritual. This is, this is way above. You know, this is good versus evil. You know, I mean, you, you, truth, truth, truth is God, not, not, not just doctrinal, you know, not just spiritual, not, not just biblical. God is the source of ethical, scientific, mathematical, historical, uh, you know, rational and, and every other form of truth. I mean, that's that's the way I believe. That's why I believe. I believe that's what you believe. And, and so people that have a faith, again, they could have been fooled. I understand that. They made a mistake, whatever. Sure. But but people that but people have that have a faith in God. This has been a you know a relatively easy decision for them, and if you look to God for the truth, whether you whatever you believe back then, with all the the information that's now come out over the last year and a half, God will lead you to the truth. You will believe the truth, and we we can then move forward. But there's a lot of people in this country that, um, boy, where you know trying to take out Catholicism, trying to take out Christianity, trying to you know demonize people of faith. I mean, this is satanic. This is good versus evil, and People don't even want to talk like you and I are talking. Well, why can't we talk like this? Why can't we say this is what I believe? This is, and maybe educate other people and thinking, you know what? You know, he, he, he's right. I mean, I've met so many wonderful Christian people that, that are looking at this in a way that um, it's, it's brought, you know, it, it's, it's, it's really educated even me. And I've, I've been a Christian my whole life as to what is really going on here. And, um, and then we, we, you know, we're not just talking about, you know, the injection, we could talk about the things that are going on in our schools and, and, and everything that's going on politically. It's just, what is, what is going on here? But again, that's, that's, that's for another day. But, um, and I don't know where my employee, my employer, I don't know where they've gone in the last 40 years. I, I lost so much respect for them and, and the way, but you know what? I, it comes down to one thing. We, we haven't even got, gone here yet, but you know, it's all about the money, money, mm -hmm. track the money. Where did the money come from? Who developed this? Who, who made the money from it? Who was, who is receiving the so-called kickbacks? That's the political stuff that I've, I've learned about, heard about. But again, it never had an effect on what I did a year and a half ago. I knew it before. I knew it then. I stand by it now. I'm proud of walking away because of my religious beliefs. And they, they offered the belief. It wasn't like, I asked them for it. They offered the religious and medical exemption. And then, of course, they denied everyone in their entire company. So, yeah. anyway. It's extraordinary, but we have witnessed it. And those of us who are still here, uh, not abandoning principle for convenience sake. We didn't do it then. We're not doing it now. We're not ever going to do it. That's as, as my intent as it can be. And you've seen my track record for those of you who've been with me for many years on, on, in media. And uh, Kenny, you know, to, to meet and connect with you, it only strengthens my resolve that uh, there are good people out there that are willing to stand up for what is right, not because they need to convince you or me or, or change. I have to, I don't have to change people's minds. I mean, I just have to live as I am, uh, you know, in alignment with my creator and, and that's enough. Now, if it impacts others to live what I would consider 
uh, better lives in some way, shape or form, then great. That's for me the best I can do because I don't want to beat people into submission because I didn't want to be beaten into submission by anybody. That's a, a violation of their free will or agency, which is a gift from God beyond just life itself, the most precious gift, the freedom to screw up. And in that way, we can learn and we can choose to do better. And I think it's about choice. And those people on the other side of the equation, whether we agree or disagree with their decisions, wanted to take away our choice. That's where they crossed the line. Absolutely. That's where they crossed the line with me. I mean, they, they you know, the, the year before, we were all allowed to do the testing. We were all allowed to do, um, you know, um, some of the people chose to take the injection. Uh, some of us didn't. So they set up testing. We had to test every day at home. My wife had to test every day at home. Kids in the household had to test every day. And then when you go on the road, you had to test. Then days of games, Robert, sometimes I tested three, four times in a, day. a day on the day of the game. Wow. Four a day. So, I mean, but we were willing to do this. I don't know that I would do it now. I, we well, used yeah, to knowing what you know about the test, of course, you realize that that was a scam too. Absolutely. But, you know, these, again, we all learned, right? We've all learned in the last year or two. But I took the test. I wanted to do my job. So, so then the next year they come to us and it's like, okay, um, all of a sudden, um, you know, the players don't have to be mandated. That's the funny thing here. We, players are never mandated. NFL players were never mandated. Major League Baseball players were never mandated. NFL referees were never mandated. Major League Baseball umpires were never mandated. Hmm. NBA referees were. Wow. So, you know, they, they come to our union and they, in the summer between seasons, and they say, well, we want the referees to take, you know, to take the mandate the vaccine. So we're going to circumvent, we're going to reword the last year of the contract so that if you don't take the vaccine, you, um, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to work. So they put it to a vote and I told the executive board, well, why are we even, why are we even acknowledging this? We have another year of our contract. Just tell them no. Yeah. What, what are you going to, you're not, you're not going to get 73 referees, Robert, in, in, in two weeks and the preseason was just going to start. Yeah. So I said, we're not going to, well, well, you know, they want to ingratiate themselves. We have the weakest union in the world and, and the weakest corrupt executive board. And mm -hmm. I think probably all of sports, why would they, why would they not stick up for all of the members of the staff? So they bring it to a vote and it gets voted in, I don't know, 56 to 17, 54 to 19, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. So you know, now everybody's mandated. Well, then they say, well, if you don't want to take the vaccine, however, we're going to set up, this was all part of the contract, an you're going to be allowed to, to, to file for a religious or medical exemption. What I I'd already had COVID. So I filed, well, of course, I filed for the religious exemption. Then mm -hmm. right at the end of the summer, I got COVID, so I filed for a medical exemption. But really, I've always pushed the religion. You could Back then, you could argue the, the so-called science anytime you wanted, but it was me. You know, it was all about my religious beliefs. That, that's it. That's the one right. that I filed. That's the one I... Well, then they, they denied them all. Then they come up with this arbitration system that if you want, if you get denied your religious exemption, you can file for arbitration, which was set up with the NBA executive board and, and the NBA. And that meant someone from our union, someone from the NBA office, and then a third party that was paid for by the NBA. How do you think those arbitrations went? Mm -hmm. So two, one of our guys tried it. We told him not to. My attorney told him not. He lost two to one. Yeah. And listen to this. They, they acknowledged the fact that his religious beliefs were sincere. Wow. And they still denied it. And yeah. they still denied it. And they said, How, because we don't believe that that's why you're not taking this. We believe it's political or we, whatever, wow. whatever they call it. 
Wow. That doesn't mean anything. According to the law, it doesn't have anything to do. I can have a belief, Robert. You can have a belief. That's They take away all of your beliefs. They take away all of your opinions. You know, you could have an opinion on who's going to win, you know, the NBA title this year. You could have an opinion on who's going to be the, the next president. We all can have our own opinions. That has nothing to do with our religious beliefs. So he got, well, my attorney told, advised us long ago. Mm-hmm. We started with about eight or nine guys. It dwindled down to three. So now three of us, Mark Ayat, a, a young man from, a great guy from Phoenix, Arizona. He's got 20, 21 years in the league, whatever. He and uh, another gentleman, a friend of mine, uh, Jason Phillips. Jason used to be a referee in the NBA, and then he went and became the, the, um, the head of the replay center. So Jason was really, I guess you could call him management. I mean, he's a referee. He's always been a referee at heart, but he, he was called management. So that's the three of us that have come together, filed a class action suit. Mm-hmm. We went to the EOC, and after after over a year, about 100 attorneys had found out that they weren't ruling on any cases in the EOC. None. They were pushing money underneath the carpet and saying, we hope these go away. Yeah. So then we filed a writ to sue in November, and uh, we then were granted our writ to sue gladly. They couldn't wait to get rid of us. And now we're filing, we're, we have a federal lawsuit in New York State because that's where the NBA is located, the three of us. And um, it's moving forward. You know, I mean, I'm not going to talk about the case out of respect for the judge and, and the case. I don't have to. I'm not gonna, I don't have to talk about the case. I mean, everything that, you know, everything that I'm telling you was, was something that, you know, it's, it's all public and it's all something that was done long before the case was filed. So, yeah. but we're proud of what we're doing and um, we believe we're going to win. And we can't wait to hear in federal court what the NBA, what their reasons are. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, in the new seven-year contract that was signed in October, there is no mandate. There's no mandate for referees moving forward. But yet Maurer, Ayat, and Phillips have to take the vaccine in order to be hired back. Wow. You want to figure that one out for me? Yeah, I've uh, I've got some land in Florida. I'll give you. I mean, I, it's just you figure that one out for me, and I'll take you to dinner for a week. Yeah, Kenny, the uh, teachable moment among mu- much of what you shared with us, one of them I wanted to share, is okay. the danger of pure democracy, because it doesn't protect individual rights. In fact, it runs roughshod over it. You know, the joke is, what what is democracy? Why is it dangerous? Two two uh, wolves and a sheep voting on what to have for dinner. I, I've talked about it in terms of natural medicine, right? Two oncologists and a homeopath like me voting on how to treat cancer. In a demo, you know, there's no there's no dissent on if you're in the minority. And of course, a Republican form of government, which is unique on this planet, was designed and written to protect the individual, which is the ultimate minority, the individual. And that, right, and that rights come to us by our individual creation, by God. And you've shown us in an NBA setting, uh, the union, a collectivist uh, agenda said, you know what? We'll put it to a vote. I don't care if a million people voted out my rights. They're still my rights. And I will not you know, bow down to it because, oh, don't, it was a Democratic vote. You should just give up your rights because they voted them out. Like you can't vote rights out. They are inherent to who I am and who you are. And so I wanted to bring that up again as these things impact on all levels of life. And recognizing, yes, there are democratic ideals and principles in terms of voting for things. But even our vote for the president is not actually a vote for the president. It's a vote for electors. And I know a lot of people don't like that, but it's the electors who elect the president. Uh, but that's a lot of story that we don't have time to get into today. But I think the, the wisdom of our founders recognized that democracy was not an ideal form of government. And if I had a bone to pick with uh, uh, Bobby Kennedy, it's, it's a minor one, but it's semantics. You know, talking about democracy, democracy, democracy. There's nowhere in our Constitution or founding documents that 
uh, established a democracy. And I think right. if, if you care about words and their meaning, that uh, we would be acknowledging that so we don't make this fall in the same traps or mistakes. That's yeah. all. I mean, it's a nitpicker uh, thing. Because Bobby's a good guy. So You're right. They, they, they mention the word republic a lot, but they don't talk about democracy too much. You're absolutely right. And it, it's forced me to get into our Constitution. It's forced me to find out just what do laws say? What is constitutional? I mean, you know, I knew that the mandate that he put in about, you know, it's going to be mandated for employees over, you know, companies over 100 employees had to take them. I, I knew that was wrong. There was never an executive order written. I mean, all, it's made me, I've never been political. I'm not political. I don't particularly like politics. I don't particularly trust a lot of politicians. And so I, 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 I don't want, I've never, everyone knows me. I don't, I don't like to talk politics. I'm just straight. And this is what I believe. I'm sometimes too blunt. I'm sometimes I'm working on that as a human being. I, this is what I believe. I respect your opinion, even if you disagree with me. In fact, I, I welcome it, yeah. what I, which is what, essentially what you just said. But I mean, you know, to, to, to force something on the group, because the group, I mean, young referees needed mortgages, needed to support their families. There was a lot of people that didn't want to take this. There's more than 17 that didn't want to take it. They probably felt like they had to. And they, so uneducated, believing in their executive board, believing in their, in their employer. But again, the NBA, the players union, I heard, she didn't even take it to the union for a vote. They never even voted on it. We're just not doing it, period. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. So how do, how do people, if, if, are you looking for help in your uh, attempts to, you know, in your, your suit or, or anything like that? Is there a website for you personally? Uh, what do we do to well, send people to? Thank up? you for asking me. Not, not really. I mean, I've done this grassroots on my, on, on my own and, and, of course, with the other two gentlemen. Uh, um, you know, I've, I've become, like I say, friends with John and Ken Rutgers. They formed that Voices for Medical Freedom, and it's it's phenomenal, and it's it's a it's a great. Or we're, we're trying to get as many. You know, we started out with like athletes and some a couple of entertainers and lawyers and people that have been wronged, and, and now it's it's trying to grow, and they've done a hell of a job with it. And I'm 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 so I really kind of direct people to that site of which I'm a part of it and very much an advocate. You know, I, I'm I'm going wherever I can to try to get the word out to people. I mean, like I say, pe- people that want to hear. When I go to these functions, Robert, like like I was last weekend, I was at a function in Wisconsin, these women, this wolf, W-U-F-F, they were phenomenal, and they started this grassroots movement. It's not, you know, the people that stand up there are much smarter than me. They're all the doctors that we're referring to that were censored. They're wonderful men, but I, I try to tell people it happened to me. Okay, I'm an NBA referee. I blew a whistle for a living. It's really not that big a deal. I'm really not that important. But I'm trying to tell you that the organization that I belong to wronged me. I walked away from a job that I loved, a job I made. I made very good money. Money has never motivated me, but it's nice to have. I made my, I made a great living, and I and I worked a long time. And I was well. They wronged me. So they that I mean they they wronged the truck driver or they wronged the the healthcare worker, they wrong the school teacher, they they wrong so many people in this country. That's why I go out and do what I do, Robert. I try to, that's why I'm with you right now. You've given me the platform to say, and I, and I so appreciate it because it's not about you and me. It's about getting the word out to other people and trying to educate other people into what really, we know what's going on. We, we want to educate other people as to what's going on. If we can stop this from ever happening again. I mean, I'm not delusional. I know we don't have the greatest impact in every area of the planet, but certainly in our sphere of influence, whether it be off the air or on the air, I want to be sure to do my part when I'm done to go back and go, I did everything I could to communicate what I felt was important. I lived as I believed and uh, it helped others maybe to do the same or even better as you're doing. And I appreciate that, Ken. 
No, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, when I go to the when I like when I, where I was this past weekend with all these, it, I I couldn't wait to call my wife and tell my wife and what I did and the people I met and the and the wonderful women. First of all, let's talk about that for a second. Where are the men? Hmm. Where the hell are the men in this world? I mean, it was four to one women that are standing up and fighting, and we're not going to take this in our school systems. We're not going to take this. We're not going to. It's not mandated that we have to, you know, give these to our these vac these vaccines to our children. It's amazing what they're doing. I'm sure they're being supported by their husbands. I'm being somewhat. Yeah, well, like I'm with you. I'd like to see more men be the warriors instead of relying on the women to be the warriors. Uh, not Absolutely. that I don't. We have featured, spotlighted, highlighted, honored, and and are grateful for the the mom warriors out there. And they know you know who you are. Uh, but yes, to your question, uh, where are the men? I don't have a full on answer other than the emasculation that has taken place by a lot of re- for a lot of reasons in a lot of ways, including we talk about food because you you get it. Um, oh boy, I get you know, the estrogens, the the soys, the different things that have just weakened including arguably the aborted fetal cell lines involved in these injections and other drugs that could cross from male to female in terms of the the initial uh, uh, genetics. And no one's investigated it fully to understand that that could be playing a role in weakening men to turn them in, you know, to, to fem, feminized uh, shells of their former selves, so to speak. Uh, so that's another. We believe that. I mean, I, I've been reading up a lot on that, too. Again, I, I, I'm like you. I don't necessarily you know, believe everything I hear, but I read up on it. I study it. My wife is phenomenal, you know, fanatical about that stuff. And we, yeah, you know what, you're, you're, you're onto something. I don't think you're too far off either. But again, it, it, it comes back to freedom. I don't know that, I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm, I've never, I, I guess I, I guess the NBA looks to, they're going to, they'll, they'll look to discredit me. They'll try to say, well, you're not really religious. Well, you're this, you're that, you know, that's, that's their game. That's what they, they try to discredit everybody. I mean, in the last, couple of years I've, I've learned I, I question all vaccines I question you know I mean you know when you and I were younger or at least me I'm, I'm, I'm older than you are what were there four now there's 74 I mean think about what are being shot into our our, our babies and our and our young children before age five think about that no, I mean why is there more why is why is there more sickness why is there more death why is there more Alzheimer's why is there more autism what I mean You are asking the right question. That's what Bobby Kennedy knows, and he wants to address that. I acknowledge that in his speech today as well. Uh, The questions we must ask are the ones that they say we can't ask, right? The things that they ask are the most critically needed questions right now, and then we'll continue uh, moving forward and pushing uh, that envelope for all that it's worth because we believe in freedom of speech, not as granted by our founding fathers. They didn't grant it to us. They acknowledged that it was a right pre-existing before government. They enshrined it into the Constitution because they said, this is obvious. You just don't violate this. And yet we have a significant portion of our electorate that believes censorship is uh, is necessary uh, to move forward. And uh, you know, these are the things that make clear delineations for me of who I would or would not support or who I can be pals with, because as I said, we can have disagreements about many things and still be back when we were young, we had disagreements with people and we'd still have them as best friends, much less friends. We didn't cancel each other over this stuff. And then, oh, suddenly, you know, this is happening. You know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, Robert, I'm trying to figure out, well, I, I think I know why this is going on. It's, it's the almighty dollar, but you know, we, 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 we developed this so-called, it wasn't ever, it's not a vaccine, but we developed this so-called COVID whatever shot. Mm-hmm. And then it's, you know, it's, it's being mandated and we're shutting down business that we're, we're doing. 
you know, we're, de- we're denying religious freedoms and we're denying medical freedoms. And, 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 and all these people are making millions and millions and billions of dollars o- o- off this. Why did the NBA mandate this? Why did the NFL mandate this? Why did Disney mandate it? Why did, you know, ESPN, why did all of these people, Facebook or whatever, why did they, why are they mandate? You know, again, you know, we're going to get a lot of information when we move forward in our discovery. And we're getting a lot of information now. We're going to find out a lot of information in, in, in the courtroom. I mean, I go all the way back to the bubble. Yeah. Okay, well, who, who started the bubble? Where was the bubble? The bubble was in Disneyland. Yeah. Disneyland slash NBA. Disneyland slash ESPN. Who Disney owns ESPN. You know, Disney, military. Who, who developed, the, who developed the, the vaccine? Who paid for the vaccine? I mean, when you tie it all together, what, what's going on here? And, and so it's interesting that, you know, I'm, I never was privy to a lot of this. But when you have a lawsuit with a, you know, major, major corporation like this, you, you really find out a lot of stuff about what's going on. And, and a lot of the stuff that, like I say, was known long before we filed the suit. But yeah. now we like answers and, and, and um, hopefully we're going to get them. But I'm not going to back down and I'm, I'm not going to they're not going to take away, number one, my religious freedom. And they're not going to take away my freedom as a grown man to make decisions for myself. Amen. By the way, I want to uh, give another plug for the documentary we worked on called Utah Safe and Effective? Question mark. And it is a documentary free for everybody to watch. Uh, UtahSafeAndEffective.org. And we go into these questions and we give some answers as well. Uh, the institutional conflicts of interest between medicine and state, medicine and media. Yes, even medicine and religion. And it's it's uh, important to consider all of these things moving forward, if we can separate out, like our founders had the wisdom for a separation of powers, even if it's not fully working the way it was intended, uh, the idea is sound and we could really do well to re-embrace that. Now, Kenny, as we have a few more minutes to hang out here and I'm enjoying so much connecting with you and we are in so much alignment with all of this, as I imagined we would be. And again, you're, you're friends with John Stockton, who we had on the show recently. He's a great guy. And I know there are many others I'd love to connect with that you know, and please send them our way. Uh, including, as I mentioned, you were interviewed by Jason Whitlock, who I respect immensely. I would just love, he's one of my guys. I want to, I want to get him on this show, ask him some questions too, if he's up for it. Um, but NBA story or two, if you have time, uh, because you have, you have reft alongside the greatest in, in NBA history in your tenure, you know, almost four decades. And, you know, as a fan of the NBA and appreciation for athletics at its highest level, um, is there any, and this is too broad of a question. I'll say it this way. Cause I, I almost don't know what to ask you. If there's something that jumps out at you in terms of an interaction with an, any particular NBA player, many people would know. Uh, I know we talked about John Stockton as a man of great integrity. You could see him on the court like that as he lives today after retirement, but anything that comes to mind, it would be a fascinating little uh, tidbit of uh, uh, a behind the scenes story that you experienced there in NBA. Well, they, they always talk about, um, you know, the, what's it called? The goat or whatever. And so-called, you know, uh, greatest of what I, I, I kind of laugh at that. I kind of just think it's humorous. I mean, I, you know, I, I started way back when Dr. J, you know, played and, and then of course I was, you know, after, you know, Oscar Robertson or Jerry West and all that, but you, you know, I, I watched all of them play as a young kid. I become very good friends with Earl Monroe, who was my childhood hero when I was young. I, I used to watch him when I was a kid, and now I've become very good friends with him. And what a Earl is a, is a, is a finer man than he was a basketball player, and he's just so. You know, I call him all the time. He's you know he's got he's had some bad health issues. He's had several surgeries, 
but I call him up and no matter what, what's, you know, how bad he's feeling, he's a, he's just a wonderful human being. But, you know, I mean, I had the game when Michael came back after being gone for those couple of years and you know, when he went to play baseball, I, I had the game in Indiana when he came back, he was driven up, they said in a, you know, a, a special vehicle, he didn't even get on the plane and he came up and everybody, you know, wasn't supposed to know he was going to play. And then of course he, he, he played, of course. And, I was a young kid. I wasn't, you know, still wet behind the ears, but I refereed that game and I'll, I'll never forget it. And, you know, going into the arena and thinking I knew something that nobody else knew. And then I'm walking out on the floor and you couldn't, I'm probably, you couldn't, you couldn't step onto the floor without running into some media person or, or film, you know, somebody with a camera because everybody, the place was packed an hour and a half before the game. And I hear, I'm thinking I'm walking in like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, these, I got some people don't even know. Yeah, who's yeah. <laughs> I'm really special. You know, I'm really cool. And um, of course he came on the floor and there's enough things been said about Michael Jordan. I, I don't have to say, but I mean, I, Michael Jordan, you know, was special with all of us with referees because no matter, you know, I, I, again, I was a little younger back then, but even when I, even when I'm, miss plays or you know it, 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 we miss more plays on michael jordan than we got right yeah. michael jordan was so good Shaq was so big we would let things you know thinking that you know they're going to play through it which they did but you know michael came on the floor and it was like he never left he shook our hands it was like he had never had never gone anywhere treated referees the same way that he always treated referees with yeah. great respect and um you know all in, in his entire career i mean he was always i mean nowadays you know i mean i'm not here to talk about younger players there's the greatest i think the players today are quicker they're faster they jump higher they're they're great shooters they're i mean they're phenomenal athletes but just something about you know michael jordan or the older the older generation maybe the birds the mm-hmm. magic was one of the greatest guys that i've ever been around i mean the respect that they had for referees oh you're going to yell and scream you're going to get technical fouls i mean if you didn't yeah. give technical fouls to these guys and you better give technical fouls to the superstars so that everybody knows if you're willing to give it to the superstar, you're going to give it to the 12th guy on the bench. And that's what some guys didn't realize, you know, hit, hit the Carl Malone or hit the Charles Barkley or hit, you know, you didn't have to hit Michael too much because he didn't, he didn't, he was unbelievably respectful of us. Mm-hmm. And so um, that, I mean, I, you know, individual stories, Barkley was hilarious. I mean, giving him techno fouls, begging him not to say, begging him not to say more, please don't say another thing. I'm going to have to throw you. I could care less whether you throw me. I make so much more money than you. I could give a shit. I mean, stuff like that, you know, and to this day we laugh about, I talked to him on the phone a few, uh, a couple of weeks ago. He's a great guy. I mean, the people they knowing these guys off the floor, Shaq, what mm-hmm. he's done for people. Um, I just hope the younger guys today realize what those guys did for, for this league and, and appreciate them because, um, you know, it's unbelievable. And I was a part of that. I started in 1986. I was in the minors in 1980. So yeah. I go way back. And um, you know what? It was a, a, a special time back then. And um, although I enjoyed it, I enjoy it now. Um, did, the guys back then were special. Did you ref Spud Webb and were you taller than him? Oh, yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yes, I was. And Muggsy, too. Muggsy. Muggsy, and, and Muggsy Bogues was one of the classiest guys. Whenever I meet the older guys now, Robert, at, at different functions, you know, I mean, I mean, it's maybe 20, 30 years later since I ref some of them and I'll go up to them. I mean, I'll go up to Jerry West. I'll say, hello, Mr. West. How are you? What, he, 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 what do you mean, Mr. West? He goes, I'll say, I'm, hello, Mr. West. I'm Kenny Mario. He goes, I know who the heck you are. I've been watching you for 35 years. What do you mean? What, what, what are you talking about? But I did it because out of respect for him because I, I, I you know what I mean? You just don't know if he's going to, and he'll take you over and he'll introduce you to your wife. Is what, Hi, I want you to meet Kenny. He's been one of our longest 
you know, better referees in the league for hey, he's just you yeah. know, you don't realize that stuff because you just you think you think they only think of you as a referee, but it's mm-hmm. it's really a lot more than that once you've been around a while. And and the same has held true for so so many of the players. I mean, I but yeah, I've seen Muggsy at events and stuff like that and Spud Webb with those are pretty good people because they had to fight the big man, tall man thing and so high. So we got along really well, those little guys, really well. Well, I hope you're going to stay in shape. I mean, my, uh, my vision is that you will be reffing at the NBA level again. I know that might be long odds, but you know, you wouldn't have well, even tried to be a ref at the level if you, you know, listen to the odds makers. No, I, I beat them a long time ago and I, I've stayed healthy and I've, I, you know, I, I do work out every day and I, Try to keep my weight, and I, I, I'd like to, I'd like to do that. Um, I'm, I'm a very realistic person, and I, I know, um, I just don't know, Robert, if they're ever going to allow an NBA, a referee, to even take part in the NBA process anymore if they're not vaccinated, which I think is total hypocrisy. You can say there's no mandate, but yet, yeah, you no, know, you're not, you're not allowing. Why, why is that? Please explain that to me. And so I just don't understand what's going to be around 10 years from now. You mean to tell me you're not going to allow referees to be in the NBA 10 years from now if they don't take a vaccine that hasn't been around for 10 years? Yeah. Or is this just the beginning of, of, of what we have to – I don't know. But that's the frustrating thing. That's the thing I fight for the young referee too that, you know, there's a lot of young referees didn't want to take this either, yeah. and now they're not, they're not going to summer camp. Why not? So well, um, here's, the, here's the question. How many of these – people, whether they be athletes or the athletes that are refs, uh, have to succumb to injury and even die before this is called into question, much less halted as an abuse. Well, I, I have to tell you something. I'm so glad you brought that up. Here's another thing. And, and, and I, I want to make sure I have the numbers right. I saw, I, I read the article. I, I've heard this from, you know, after, la, the year last year when I wasn't refereeing and I was, I was suspended, I was officially terminated. Last year, they mandated that every referee, they're 73, be vaccinated and or booster. So some were vaccinated twice and boosters, some were just vaccinated twice, some were, you know, some might've been boosted, whatever the case may be, but yeah. it, vaccinated and or booster. After 73 referees were asked to do that, it was, again, there was 30 in one month, but I have heard that there was as much as 65 of the 70 referees got COVID after being vaccinated. Yeah, yeah, well, it was clear the shots didn't work and worse, they no. created more injury and death than even COVID itself. And I know for some, if you're outside of this realm and just tuning in, you'd be like, what are you talking about? But for many of you who have been with me for a long time, I'm sure you are appreciative of Kenny Maher and support him as we do. Anything we can do to help you, Kenny, and you're always welcome here and your friends as well. We enjoy so much your career knowing that, uh, you know, I've seen you so much over the years, even though you weren't the spotlight because you're the ref, but you're right. Be. You want to be. But so much fun. And I know we'd have fun just talking about some NBA stories with you. So I appreciate you sharing a little bit at the end there and uh, uh, love and appreciation to your wife for supporting you in these efforts as well. And I hope to see you at an upcoming event. I've got to let everybody know we've got some coming up uh, real soon in Utah and then Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, a bunch of other Boise, Idaho's coming up a health freedom, a freedom event. So I've got to take a break here. It's we're, we're over time, but it's worth it. And it's uh, uh, I appreciate you spending the time you did today with me. Anything I can do for you too, Robert, please don't hesitate. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, keep spreading the word of health, freedom, and healing, liberty, and the Robert Scott Bell Show, where I simply remind you that the power to heal is yours.
All right, as long as we're talking athletics today, uh, I'm on injured reserve. At least I put myself on that this morning. I I took a day and I said, you know what? I'm not going to the kickbox today, partly because I kicked my kicker out of commission. <laughs> not totally. But uh, I was mentioning yesterday on the show uh, how, well, I've mentioned this a few times. I'm really getting good at the, I, I'm not Bruce Lee level. I'm not Chuck Norris level. Don't get me wrong. But for me, from where I started, I'm doing really well at it. But at this one particular exercise yesterday, I, was, I can't remember, it was a front kick, side kick, and then followed with a roundhouse or a round kick. And I take my glasses off when I'm doing this because it'd be too easy to get them knocked off doing that kind of thing. So my vision is a little bit limited as I'm kicking this big, heavy bag out of the way and then, then come into a roundhouse. It's hard to assess how far away it is. And one of the kicks I kicked and hit a little bit further on my foot and it, it hyperextended the top of my foot. And so it's a little sore, but I wrapped it in copper last night. I, of course, I took the sovereign copper as well. I did Arnica and also uh, the transdermal CBD and it's already feeling tremendously better, but I'm wise enough in my fifties to figure out that if I just go back in and ignore the fact that it hasn't recovered fully, even though it's done well in 24 hours, that it could end up lingering longer. And then I'll end up having to be out more than I'd want to. Then instead of missing a day, I might miss a week or more. And so that's kind of the, uh, you know, the element of these athletes, these super athletes, whether they be NBA, NFL or whatever, that they would get, for instance, something like that happened to me they would often get in the past, maybe still today, this would happen. They'd get a cortisone injection, which would immediately relieve the inflammation swelling. And you'd feel like a million bucks again. You're like, oh man, it's like, wow, that's a miracle. No injury. Yet the tissue is still injured. It hasn't repaired fully or even partially at that point. And you're, you're stopping it and you're creating a long-term debility for yourself just so you can get back on the court or whatever. And I just urge you to pay attention to those injuries and don't rush back unless you have evidence that you have indeed recovered. And yes, we've had rapid recoveries doing the things that I recommend here, including remember Jonathan Emord's uh, ankle break, a significant ankle break at one of his events. And uh, he did, you know, the Arnica, we had him on the Symphytum, which is the bone set or the uh, Comfrey topically. And he recovered so remarkably fast. His doctor was just like, I don't know what you did, but that was very impressive. And so there are ways to accelerate recovery, but also be smart about injuries, caring for yourself in the in the recovery. Give it the time that it needs. And yes, you can accelerate it. All right, Super D, you're not in, on injured reserve. I'm surprised you didn't jump in on that interview with uh, uh, Kenny Maurer last hour because, dude, he's he's part of like a he's been right there with some of the, the greatest players in NBA history officiating them, and he got to, to tell You guys them. were on a roll. I mean, I was tempted to, especially when you started asking him questions, but it was yeah. it was going well, so it was it was fine. I didn't feel the need to jump in there and go, but wait, 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 wait. What about me? What about me? Right. Okay. All right. I well, probably would have asked him. I was prepared. Yes. I was, prepared. I was going to be that. curious if, you know, now that he's out of the NBA, if he has the ability to say who his team is. Uh, and B, if he had any uh, feel, if he's if he watches the NBA now that he's yeah. out of referee in the, the NBA, mm-hmm. and what maybe his thoughts were on the playoffs, but yeah, I, I like I liked where it went. I mean, he basically covered, you know, he named off, yeah, and it, dude, I cannot even imagine what it would have been like mm-hmm. to be there at the game when Jordan, Jordan came, came back, back to yeah. the Bulls. This was yeah. like ninety. Five, I think, or so. Ninety six. Yeah. Ninety five. Um, so I can only imagine that that must have just been just awesome. Yeah. Really cool. Anyway. 
All right. Well, I know we should was, do an NBA podcast, right? You know, I, we don't mind. I mean, I like the good people that we can c- cover. You know, like like him, like John Stockton and others, and and hear those. See, there's an idea because you know I've been sitting there, I've, I've been racking my brain, going, you know what? What kind of underserved podcast topic is there mm-hmm. out there that hasn't been done? Could you imagine like like athlete celebrities and stuff like that? That strictly athletes and celebrities and stuff that mm-hmm. uh, are health freedom oriented. Yeah, you started reading my mind there. I was picking up on that vibe. Right. Athletes, health freedom, celebs. Yeah. Yeah. That would would be cool, wouldn't it? Very cool. Hey, there was an article you sent my way through the Defender. It was written by Suzanne Burdick, PhD. COVID likely now emerged from a Wuhan lab, but earlier than previous believed, according to the Senate report. Uh, It just gets worse and worse for those that were like, oh, it's a wet market. It was a natural occurrence. On and on it goes. And yes, there are controversies about the viral issue. I acknowledge that, but I just got to set that aside for the moment and talk about the fact that, yes, there were people that had COVID-like symptoms or manifestations. You know, there's a wide range of them before they admitted it even exists, much less had escaped or whatever happened to it. Uh, So it's just more evidence as they look back at like, uh, yeah, this thing was moving on out long before they claimed it was moving on out. Um, I think it's very interesting how many different types of theories there are out there. Because mm-hmm. I can tell you, from my perspective, I have kind of a, a pers- perspective maybe that you don't. Mm-hmm. Because my butt got laid out. Yeah. I was, you know, yeah. it's the sickest yeah. I've ever been in my life you, and stuff. So I look at that and I go, okay, um, uh, the, the symptoms I had checked off all the boxes mm-hmm. of what they said that, that COVID had. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I I went through it. So personally i understand there's unanswered questions out there yeah okay but there's unanswered questions about everything you know yeah. that doesn't mean that it's it's true yeah. you know it just means there's unanswered questions mm-hmm. uh for me i believe there yeah i believe there was a virus and i believe that uh it's it looks very likely that it did come from mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was an intentional thing. Now, yeah. this Wuhan thing, you know, it's just the more they look into this, the more they, they're finding some really interesting things. Hmm. You know, like uh, in China, apparently, they started working on a COVID vaccine uh, before December of uh, 2019. Oops. It's like, well, yeah. were you guys just bored and thought, hey, you know, what should we do? What do you want to do? I don't know. Let's make a COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? And apparently there's also been some other uh, 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 mistakes that they've made, mm-hmm. uh, errors at these labs, even since the pandemic started. Uh, so it, it just it just looks the more and more they look into this, it looks like something funky was going on. Well, over. No, it wasn't. Whatever it is, is not an accident. Yeah. Now, do I need to cancel you because we have subtle disagreements on how or why or what? <laughs> no, no. That's what we're all about here. And y'all are out there disagreeing <laughs> with Super Don or me from time to time. Or oh, all I know. Different. I know. People get all riled up about it, too. Oh, no. You know, no yeah. Yeah, that was the beauty of John Rappaport's article I referenced yesterday about, yeah. you know, uh, was it on the Bobby Kennedy issue? It's like, oh, he he's not saying this and he's not saying this. It's like, good Lord, people. <laughs> what do you mean, people? Who are you calling you people? Uh, the idea okay. that that uh, any candidate is Santa Claus or Jesus reincarnate, and we were joking behind the scenes, if Jesus you know came back today, there'd be a lot of Christians going, "Well, I, he's not saying this. He's not." I mean, I don't think it's sacrilegious or blasphemous to just acknowledge that 
dude, there's going to be a lot of differences of perspectives and beliefs and opinions should any event occur and any event or every event that does occur. Right. That's not what's changed. What's changed is that somehow we've been programmed that now we have to cancel anybody with whom we disagree. Now, I, I don't think the, the largest segment of this audience buys into that. Even if you're passionate about a belief that, that may, I may not hold or super Don may or may not hold. But the idea that we could, we can still be pals and friends, which is, which used to be normal. Right. And now it's like, Oh my gosh, you can't be friends with that person. Don't hang out with them. They believe this. They didn't say that. And on and on it goes with the Bobby Kennedy experiment to run for president. Does he know some stuff that uh, many presidential candidates prior to him did do not did not know going in? Yeah, he does. Uh, is he Ron Paul? Who is Ron Paul? But Ron Paul, does he know a lot of the stuff? What he had, and he had Kucinich introduce him, who was a good friend of Ron Paul, where they agreed they worked together. Again, great example of finding those places of agreement, working more toward freedom as opposed to more toward tyranny. It was interesting seeing Dennis Kucinich, actually. I hadn't seen him in a really long time. Mm -hmm. And when I saw him, I was like, I know that face. Mm -hmm. And boy, man, his ears. You know, what is it with people when they get older, their ears get bigger? <laughs> That's a th is that a thing? I mean, or is it just like an optical illusion or something like that? It's like when you get older, your ears, like you, you turn into like uh, mm -hmm. an elf or something. You know, they're just yeah. like, whoa. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Oh, and by the way, I, I, you know, I told you earlier before we started the show, I was putting the, the opening together with the clip from the RFK thing. Yeah. Um, I I was going to isolate a, a, a part of that video that it made me laugh, but upon further review, I decided not to. Why? Because uh, it was kind of mean. Oh, was it? it? It went by so fast, I couldn't really tell what was going on. But in, in that opening clip, mm -hmm. uh, they show the crowd. Mm -hmm. And two people go running by, and yeah. one of the people just does a complete face plant, bam! Oh, no. Like right in front—I mean, right in front of the camera and the whole thing—and like guy looks down, anybody, <laughs> and then he looks back up, but he's got his camera going like that. So I slowed it way down. It turned out it was a kid, oh. um, and so I was like, ah, "Okay, I'm not gonna, not gonna do it." But it's very funny. It, well, yeah. well, okay, see, I whatever. I'm yeah. one of those. I'm one of those guys. I laugh at stuff. Maybe that I shouldn't. Yeah, like you know, old people falling down the stairs and stuff. You like at first you're just like, oh, you know. But in reality, if you think about it, you're like, well, maybe Dude, that's, we, maybe I'm we going to hell now. But you know, if we was, can't laugh at kids, who can we laugh at? <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you, Kim, for the kind words. We love and appreciate you. You guys too. have an awesome show, and guests love this show and information. Thank you from Kim. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, well we I love did. you too, Kim. Here's a great comment from Leslie. Stay at home, mom. People didn't agree with Yashua when he was here the first time. Yeah, good. It's consistent. <laughs> and you know, Joshua. Uh, Jesus by any other name, right? I so, thought she misspelled Joshua or something. No, why would she misspell? You you were so not, let's say, I don't even want to go there. I don't know how Just she call puts him up Jesus. Here. Why you gotta use all these <laughs> fancy names? Everybody <laughs> knows who Jesus is. Okay. Yahushua <laughs> Shuhaba. Oh my gosh. Oh, all right. Carrying on then. Um, on the freedom front, again, I have I have to because this is, you know, this is what drives me through all of this. Yes, health freedom, but as I said, we're gonna have, I believe, a lot of fun that we haven't had in a while on the campaign trail having Robert F. Kennedy Jr. running. Because now the Democrats have to deal with a disruptor like the Republicans did when Ron Paul was running. And you know how awkward and uncomfortable it was for them. Uh, with Ron Paul calling them out. 
Let's see. And Bobby Kennedy is he did go out of his way to be kind of gracious to the people that disagree with him. And and I don't mind that too because you know the point of what we talk about is like why do we have to you know hate on people that disagree with us or vice versa? And you know even his own family came out against him. Should he be hating on them or should he be sending them love? I agree. And people gave him a lot of crap for that too. Yeah. You know, I mean the 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 media loved that whole situation. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at yeah. his his you know his, his sisters and his whatever and you know and they're they don't like you know they're not happy with him and stuff like that. And it's like you know I mean who are you to air that you know it's just. Is yeah. it really unusual to have members of your family that you don't get along with? I think that's pretty much it, every family, it, isn't it? In, in Bobby Kennedy's family, it was reason for world news, right? Because yeah, of they course. disagreed with him on the vaccine front. You of know, course. That kind of thing. And, Absolutely. Uh, so that's another aspect of this. How much is are they going to throw the anti-vaxxer label until it just like they realize, oh, man, that's not working anymore? No. Yeah. Because so many people, as, uh, as you realize, you know, even these physicians that have come out against the COVID jab that were all for every other one like Dr. Peter McCullough now going, I wouldn't take any of the others either. That was not, you know, I kind of felt that that might happen, you know, pe for people of integrity that really think critically, they'll figure it out eventually. Right. But if you're not thinking critically, you just believe what you're told, which is what most doctors have done and do, uh, then you're never going to get there. But to credit, you know, some of these docs that are, you know, friends of ours now as well, they have gotten there. They've reached that point. And of course, the media is so far behind is, is this body politic and big pharma believing that they can smear you with the term anti-vaxxer and it's actually going to work. It doesn't have the same effect as it once did. It doesn't. Not that it used to. So they, no. I think they're just they're going to have to come up with something else. They're, they're wear, they've wore yeah. it out or they're wearing it out as much as they can. So uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is going to make sure they wear it out until they, it, it can't work. And then, then what do they do next? So thank you guys for all the kind words. Please support us uh, by being part of our patron support group. And we have oh. our next... What? What? Our AMA coming up? Speaking, what do you got? Speaking of that... Yes. Let me pull it up here. We've got ourselves a new patron. We got a new patron. We got a new patron. We need the kids to go Margaret live. King. Margaret joined King. us uh, this morning. Thank you, Margaret. We look forward to seeing you. If you can join us live on the 24th of Monday coming up, I believe it is next Monday. Yeah. Uh, we'll be 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific by Zoom. I got to do that invitation so I get that in, in advance. But thank you. Thank you for all of your support. It helps us so much. And, uh, you know, makes us a little less cancelable, <laughs> even as we're canceled on, on certain outlets, but, uh, we keep going, keep going and keep growing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hmm. Now, what other stories we got? The, uh, uh, the pigs, are you eating pig? There's another reason not to eat pig. For those of you who, who are kosher, you already know, but, uh, if you, if you've been, you know, kind of borderline on that, look, there's beef bacon. Did you know that super D there's turkey bacon too, actually, no. which is pretty good. Yeah. I will admit, I, I I did become a fan of turkey bacon. Um, you, you don't have a thing about it being called something that it isn't. You get up in arms about those. Well, at least they say tur no, no, no. See, that's not the same though, because it it's turkey. Yes. Bacon. You know, it's turkey. Yes. They don't call it bacon. Okay. It's turkey bacon. Turkey you bacon. know the, the 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 form of well, it. Well, hyphenated know? bacon is okay in Superdog's book. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean it's a, it's a meat. Now now cauliflower rice. Yes. That to me is different. That's, that's What about what about cauliflower yeah. crust pizza? I've never tried it. Um just because I got irritated. Oprah Winfrey was like talking about how great it was and I just like I, I think I that wrote it's, it off, a, it's a harder thing to totally write off and be angry with because because there's flour right in the name. I'm sure. Look, I'm sure it's fine. cauliflower flour. I'm sure. I'm sure it's fine. But 
I don't know. I don't think I've tried it. If I have, I didn't know it. I don't even get riled up about the cauliflower rice anymore. It just, I'm over it. I'm over that one now. Where's the get off my lawn super Don that we know and love? Yeah, I have, I need to find something new here today. All right, find it, find it. Leslie says Jesus wasn't his name. So there, um, how do you know? You weren't Leslie. there. Leslie you says, weren't there. How do you Leslie. know? Maybe he, maybe he had a nickname that nobody ever knew about or something. <laughs> you you pre, you're very presumptuous there. That's Leslie, not me. I'm just relating. And then, and then and then your mom says that. How do you how do you say this? Yeah, Yehoshua. Yeah. Are you trying to do some Hebrew? Ye, what are you doing? Yehoshua. Yehoshua. Mm-hmm. Yehoshua. Just come on, dude. Come on. Don't sit there and let's look at me. You know this stuff. Come on. What, how do you pronounce it? Your your mom is. But, oh, so here, look on the screen. Oh, I see it now. See I that see there? Yeah. Emoji. There you go. Jesus in Hebrew, right? How, yeah. how do you say it? Well, in the way mom wrote it, Yehoshua. Yehoshua. Okay. Yeah. But he was he, okay. See, I love this. Like, I mean, there's a, like a a conversation going on in the chat room here. So, dude, it's like Latin. Everybody gets to decide how it's pronounced. He was Hebrew, not American. Yeah. Are you saying Jesus is the American? Yes. Translation of Yehoshua? Yeah, English translation. Okay. But oh, it, see, know, now she's now we're now we're being you are you are now corrected. And notice there's hue in that. Yahushua? Yeah. Where's the emphasis? Well, get Leslie on on the on the show and you'll find out. She can say See it. now now look, now we have a debate here because Leslie says it's Yahushua. Yeah. Kim says it's Yashawa. Yashawa. Do you are you like battle of the network Hi-ya. battle of the network Christians here? What are you doing, Super Don? You're instigating these fights we don't need. I'm not instigating Why? anything. This is all of their own free will here. Lori says the letter J didn't exist in biblical times. It didn't. Don't you remember in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, the one with Sean Connery in it, when he was going for Jehovah and and then he had to step on the I because there was no J. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. I do See, that's that. how you can get some biblical stuff into Super Don. Little. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Nice. So, yeah, Jesus English translation. Okay. Anyway, uh, how did we get off on this topic? You got to do it sometimes. I, I guess so. I guess so. So, uh, Super Don, we don't want to dig any deeper holes. All right. So, anyway, we're back to the, 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 the meat. Yes. So, it turns out that pork producers have been using a customizable mRNA-based jab or injection on their herd since 2018 without telling anybody. Dude, that sucks. Right. So uh, I'm going to say this. It, remember we had Joel Salatin on the show a few weeks back? Yes. And he came to one of the uh, Emort events too. He, he couldn't take a picture because he's got half of his audience that would probably cancel him for knowing that. Uh, but he, of course, if you're dealing with pastured uh, animals, like he raises them, there's no way if you do eat pork that, that, that the mRNA jab was going to be used on, on herds like that, so to speak. But still... If you need another reason not to eat pork, especially if it's commercially, uh, conventionally, or factory CAFO farmed, you are now ingesting mRNA alterations of genetic, you know, nope. whatever you call genetic integrity. Uh, so there's a second article here, I believe. Uh, let's see, is it, where's the confusion about it? Big Ag yeah. panicking over a bill mm-hmm. that's going to require labeling of gene altering products. This is in Missouri. Yeah, so uh, Thomas Rents, who we've had on this show a few times, attorney, he's uh, big and bold in what he's taken on, has brought this out, and they were trying to say, no, it's not happening, you're making that up, but turns out it is. 
But the cattlemen want you to know it's not happening there. They're not doing it into the beef cattle, the cows yet. Although, who's to say they wouldn't if they had the opportunity and were offered it? So be careful once again. If you're going for cattle that's CAFO, factory farm cattle eating corn that's already genetically modified and being popped up on drugs just to fatten up, is it a, a far stretch to see that soon that that cattle will be injected with mRNA too? Of course not. So you want to stay with, if you do eat these things, grass-fed, smaller family ranchers, these kinds of things where you know that they have a principled stance against utilizing anything like that. And uh, that means getting to know your food or becoming, I don't say becoming your food, but coming, becoming your food grower. Even in all the bacon, horseless? What do you horseless. mean horseless? Horse, horse, bacon? horse bacon? What are you talking about, Kim? <laughs> I'm worried now. I know. Now, did you horseless horse bacon? No, I'm not familiar with that. Uh, so let I'm us know if you're aware of something we're not aware it's of. It's probably here. good. I think there's no such thing as bad bacon. No. Oh. All right. Well, Les, let's Leslie's still on the on the on the on the Jesus thing here. Oh, Yah, our creator, our creator Shua, who Shua who saves. His name means something, which all names at the time, the time did. Oh, kind of like Indians, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like dancing with wolves, dances with wolves, or whatever. What would your name be if you were a Native American? What would they have given you? Good Lord, um, I don't know. Somebody else can come up with one. I'm sure they'll be good. <laughs> Producer who sits a lot runs from enema. Yes, runs from enema. <laughs> Unbelievable. The who or ho added to the middle is usually just added, so it meant nothing. But they just put okay. who or ho in there. Well, that's the irony. The hue is an ancient and sacred name for God too. So I thought there was some purpose. I would take purpose for for it anyway. Hormel brand hog growers in Minnesota. Hormel, that's a factory farmer uh, group, isn't it? They would probably do the mRNA yeah. jab, I would say. But I guess you could ask, but I wouldn't put it past them if that's the case. Yeah. All right, let's take a moment to say thanks to some of our supporters as well as the upcoming event, Super Don, if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember, you can always go to the uh, More tab where it, it shows you all the discounts that we've got for you to get the things that we hope that you're already utilizing. Or if you're new to the Robert Scott Bell Show, you might want to consider uh, utilizing. So if you go to the, again, robertscottbell.com up at the top, if you're on your phone, it'll be a little, you know, little dotted lines that you click on. But if you're on your, on your computer, you'll see on the front page at the top, those there's different uh, tags and there's the one Superdon showing you called more. And then you click on advertiser discount and then you have the discount codes like for energy bits, the RSB 20. And that's been a miraculous addition to our nutritional daily intake. And my wife has gained so much energy from it, even taking like one, two or three of those little little tiny uh, tablets a day. It's been phenomenal. Discount code RSB20. So uh, take advantage of that. As you go down into the Folium products, the Folium PX, discount code is RSB10. And this is the, you know, the Folium uh, super antioxidant. That's the baseline. That's where you start. Then you go to Folium Immuno. That's your second one. And then the third one is the Folio, Folium Relax. And these are also helping to counteract so many of the oxidative stressful events, including, I believe, the uh, COVID injections to counteract some of the damage. Uh, so seriously, consider this. This is what's been helping my mom so much, and uh, I'd urge you to look into that and give it a try. Then we have the Sovereign Copper, RSB, uh, I think it's, what, 20? What is it to get there? Set 20% off? Yeah, RSB 20. Yep. And you can go direct, or you can go through choosetobehealthy.com, and he's got all of our whole food options, whole food supplement options at rsb5, choosetobehealthy.com. 
Oh, uh, by the way, happy birthday, Jonathan Wagner. Oh, that's right. Jonathan today Wagner. Today is his birthday. birthday. And yep. if, you, if you ever dealt with Jonathan Wagner, it's not yet you have to deal with him. He's such a nice man. Uh, he hooks you up and helps you get the right things of 100% whole food variety. Been with us since his dad, Chuck, from ChooseToBeHealthy.com, going back decades now. I right. still have, I was just looking because I called Jonathan to wish him a happy birthday, texted him, and I realized I still had his dad's number. Yeah, it's like I can't bear to delete yep. you know, his numbers of people when they pass, but um, he's he's still there. Just feel it, pangs of, of those memories and, and the loss. And again, life goes on. This is what we do, but the legacy is great. Jonathan's doing great work there. Anything else on that page we should uh, look at real quick? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, there's a few other things, right? Got Cardio Miracle there. Mm -hmm. RSB uh, discount cards. Just RSB. Mm -hmm. And, you know, on these here, like, yeah. uh, for example, the uh, the Sovereign Silver Solver, Sovereign Copper, mm -hmm. uh, Cardio Miracle, if you click just on the banner, yeah, um, you automatically registers the, the code. But discount code, okay. Know the code anyway, just in case you need to use it. You got the Silver Eye Global, which is mm -hmm. RSB 20. Mm -hmm. You got RSB 15 with Nutritional Frontiers. Yep. Choose to be healthy, RSB 5. Yep. Uh, uh, Brave Botanicals with the Kratom. It's just RSB on that one. And if you want to go pick up some goldbacks, you can get a discount on those as well using the code RSB. Right. And uh, please, please, please say thanks to those that support this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty. We're going to be talking about Q streaming soon. Uh, and that gives you access if you do utilize TV or watch TV shows and movies uh, for like $59.99 a month to get everything and more beyond belief you can get. Uh, and that will also be another support. We'll talk about that on a, on a future show pretty soon, hopefully. Uh, also, upcoming events this Friday and Saturday, uh, 21st and 22nd is the Be Healthy Utah event. And a lot of my friends are going to be there. You have one more day to put in a request if you want a free ticket. If you want a free ticket and you're going, you're planning to be in uh, Utah, San, Sandy, Utah, technically, but it's Salt Lake Valley, uh, uh, BeHealthyUtah.com. You can get a ticket for 40% off RSB 40 or Bell 40. But if you want to get in for free, you got to send a message to Superdon, AskRSB at Gmail and say free tickets so he knows it's there. If not, I've got a, a few friends I'm going to give free tickets to because you're not, you're not going to be there. So, but the RS, the Bell 40 is also a discount, 40% off. Or something like that. It's ridiculous. It was a great discount to watch all of the lectures in a few weeks after when they get them all uh, compiled. So even if you weren't there, you can have access to that. So remember, Bell 40 is a code, even if you can't be there to watch it. Now, next weekend's a big one. We're at the end of the month already. I can't believe it. April, the American Health and Freedom Summit and Expo. Thanks to uh, Drs. Terry and Stu Warner. And look at the lineup. There's Judy Mikovits. The Warners are there, of course. Uh, We've got Brian Hooker. We got Peter McCullough, uh, John Hewlett, uh, Ed Group. Good Lord. I mean, I, there's more people than I can actually reference all of them. Uh, Kimberly Overton's going to be there with the Nurse Freedom Network. Just amazing. Looks like Casey Krejci may be there uh, from Living Fuel. We haven't seen Casey in a while. It's going to be great. Susie Olson Corgan. Uh, and uh, there's Kimberly. I see it. So this is uh, the 28th through the 30th of uh, April in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, boy, boy, this is going to be an amazing event. Looking forward to seeing everybody there. I'll be speaking, broadcasting, and emceeing. Uh, this event was just added, Doctors for Dr. Moore, Utah he uh, State Health Summit on the 20th of May. It's an afternoon event, and I'll be there for at least part of it before I have to go, but uh, I'll be probably emceeing a little bit of it. But looks like Dr. Stella Emanuel, Dr. Henry Ely, Dr. James Thorpe, Dr. Margaret Aranda, uh, Nicole Siratek. Scroll down a little bit so I can see uh, Dr. Chris Shoemaker. And of course, you know uh, Kirk Moore, who stood for you 
people that came to him that didn't want to get the jab, but were forced to get the jab and, and they asked him for help and he helped them. And he's been called a criminal by the federal government. Well, chances are if the feds are calling you a criminal, you're a hero. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, we got support Kirk. There's the advanced medicine conference Memorial day weekend with Dr. Bittar. Then this just added, I just confirmed it. I talked to Brian Festa this morning, super Don we're in Yay. Boise, the Idaho June. Is it first and second or second and third? June 2nd and 3rd. Okay. So I'll be there. I did get a lecture slot. I'll be broadcasting. I'll have a booth. And I want to see you at the Boise Center, Boise, Idaho, Friday, June 2nd, and Saturday, June 3rd. And thank you to Brian Festa for uh, being being there for all of us and and doing a great, great job getting us together there. I see Connor Boyack is going to be there. Brian Hooker is going to be there. Dude, a lot of our friends are going to be at that event. So I'm glad that I'll be there. For the first time, I've never been to Boise. Ryan Cole's going to be there, I figure. Peter McCullough. And Jenna Ellis, wow, great, great lineup, dude. That's going to be awesome. Yep. Super Don, can you drive eight hours to Boise? You'll be closer than we usually are together. That would be quite, yeah. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> All right. Then the Goody Farms Homestead, the RSB Family Union, first of its kind, July 14th through 16th, Southwest Missouri. And that's Leslie, who will tell us all about the proper way to say the name and more and organic pie. Which, by the way, I got an email. Yes. From our, our buddy Mel. Yes. She emailed in. She says, I'm on my phone, so I can't get into the chat, but his name is uh-huh. Yeshua. Yes. She spells it Y-E-S-H-U-A mm-hmm. and or how they want to spell it. But she wanted to to get her. Uh, yes. Well, and that's the way I've heard it uh, for many years, too. So a <clears throat> little, little Ivrit. Ivrit. That's Hebrew. I yeah. will call him Frank. Oh, really? Just to make it easy. Just to make people annoyed with you. All right, Maho, that's the for the uh, natural products industry uh, Midwest uh, region. They have their summer splash every year in Columbus, Ohio. I've been invited to speak at that July 21st, 22nd, 23rd. So that's a week after I'll be in uh, West, Southwest Missouri. So, boy, mm-hmm. a lot of travel coming up. Yeah. Uh, then maybe, just maybe, we'll have a pause until September. It's not long. Maybe. But Probably maybe, not. yeah. Uh, September 14th through 17th, the Las Vegas Biomed Expo. Uh, we have links to that in the upcoming events tab. And then we've got the big, the granddaddy of them all, the Health Freedom Expo. And that'll be this year, the 15th or 14th and 15th for the live expo. And then the virtual, of course, in February after that next year. Uh, there'll be more, but uh, we're doing seriously the Robert Scott Bell Show concert tour in 2023. We're back. I don't know how long that lasts, but I'm hitting the road as much as I can to reach the folks that need the reaching. So thank you for your support to help me do that as well. There's a comment from Diana. Yep. The new Cardio Miracle formula has less floating powder, no coffee. You know what? I noticed that myself as well. Nice. That was the one thing. There, there, there are two things that, that make me sneeze every time I open them. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is the Tony's, the, the, the Creole Tony seasoning. I don't know what the heck is in that, but it's like if you use it, you sneeze. It just happens. <laughs> okay. Unless you like put on a fan that blows it away from you. Right. Second thing was the cardio miracle. You open up the lid, pop it open, and sneeze. I just all, it never failed. Mm-hmm. I have not been sneezing yeah. ever since the new thing. So something changed on that. So not only does it taste better, mm-hmm. uh, but there's less sneezing going on. Well, cardio miracle is going to be there. You'll be able to try shots of cardio miracle all weekend at the Utah event as well as the Nashville event next two weekends. So you can try the new formula, and it is awesome. It is wonderful. It's delicious, and now it doesn't powder up. 
to cause you to sneeze or cough right. when you open it. That's great news. Speaking of sneezing and coughing and snorting and wheezing, how about kids with ADHD and Adderall and Ritalin? You've heard yeah. this. This is not new. Kids snorting this stuff. You know about this, right, Superman? Are you telling me you've of never course. heard? Of course, no. It? I never said yeah. I didn't know about this. Well, of course, I mean, like, yeah, I was the only one that knew it for years. No, a lot of people have known. What do that. you mean? I acted like I didn't even do anything. You did something. You said it, and then you immediately start in show prep. I said, "This is all." Oh, new. I did. Yeah, I said, this is old news. This is maybe for you. Oh, no, that's not what I meant. What I meant is oh. just because you know it doesn't mean everybody else has heard it. Your your job is to inform. You were throwing attitude at me. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, reclaimed about it. You just assume everybody knows what you know. <laughs> anyway. As many as, I'm sorry, this is not a funny topic, but we got to laugh because it's so tragic. As many as one in four middle school and high school Dude. age. This this is a terrible story uh, because it, it, I had to read this a second time when I first saw it this morning. Mm -hmm. This because the the whole ADHD drug, the Adderall, the abuse of of these drugs mm -hmm. prior to this was all about people in college. They were using the Adderall and the ADHD, ADHD drugs yeah. to be able to cram and study, mm -hmm. and so this, this was kind of a thing in college that they were using this stuff, and you yeah. know as adults. But this is not talking about adults. This is no. middle and high schoolers. Yeah, sixth, seventh, eighth graders and high schoolers. One in four, 25% may be abusing. Maybe. This is a new study out of the University of Michigan. Say more of these young users are middle schoolers and uh, they have prescriptions. They might be sharing them. I don't know if they're using them themselves, but snorting them up. I mean, this is devastatingly bad. You know, we used to tell us about drinking. You're going to kill your brain cells. What do you think you're doing on Ritalin and Adderall? They're purposefully drugging you more directly to destroy brain cells to, you know, turn you into a vegetable, basically. And so, uh, yeah, folks, keep, get, if you can, get your kids out of public schools, but even the private schools are not unimpacted. Many times in private schools, you have parents that are well-to-do and may have really good insurance. What have I said about the most dangerous thing you can have in America? Really good insurance to cover all the treatments and interventions that they can throw at it pharmaceutically. So it says this in schools where at least 12% of the students have prescriptions, 8% of the students reported abusing the stimulants in the last year. When less than 6% of the student body take prescription medica medication, 0 to 4% of all students at the school. Well, it just says where it's used more, it's abused more. But that's not that's not a surprise. That just, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It just it kind of shocked me a little bit what this was about. Not that there weren't people. Listen, when you and I were in school, yeah. Did, were there kids using stuff that they shouldn't be using? Of course well, they were. Speed. I remember it was called speed. But this is like prescription yeah. Adderall and prescription right. ADHD. It wasn't These somebody are, smoking a joint or, or having a beer. You know, I mean, it brain was, killers. These are brain killers. And yeah. I, I want to remind you, or for the first time, if you're a new listener to the show, watch the show, that most of these neurological, as they call them, or emotional disorders, behavioral disorders, are associated with food, the wrong food, food with additives and preservatives and colorings and flavorings, food that is artificially and even quote-unquote semi-naturally sweetened but heightened in terms of sugar content, minerally depleted, and then triggering the brain into uh, you know dangerous levels of dysfunction, especially when you're hypoglycemic and starving the higher functions of cognition, meaning right and wrong is gone in these kids. 
And then on top of that, they abuse these drugs. How many, uh, how many times have we reported on the uh, school shootings going back from Columbine or maybe even before these kids were on these drugs. And if you are trained appropriately, you would see that they are all hypoglycemic, significant blood sugar issues resulting in these aberrant behaviors that, you know, well, little Johnny was such a sweet kid, such a good kid. Well, how did he do this? Partly because they're, you know, you could say their mineral assay, if they had one, would be showing severe deficiencies of things like chromium. And if we can replenish those minerals, we can enhance or increase the ability to deal with the stresses that happen being a kid at any age, a kid at any age, right? We never grow up super Don, you and me. We're kids at any age. But the idea of breaking the cycle of hypoglycemia to start and then stop feeding them crap, stop feeding them the additives, stop feeding them glyphosate infested foods. But that means you guys got to do it too, moms and dads. Now, it was interesting with Kenny Maurer last hour. He's like, yep, we're organic, non-GMO. He knows. Now, you think about how much these refs run up and down the court. Mm-hmm. They're as in shape as any of those athletes. They have yeah. to be. Keep up with that. That's right. amazing. Yep. In pretty much all the sports. I mean, the NBA, those guys are running over the uh, NFL. But so, I want you to think about this. Kenny Maurer, 39 years. Do you know any professional basketball players played 39 years? No. On the court? Yeah. Think about that. Who are the real athletes going into the past retirement age? All the more impressive. And he, because he says he could still do it today. He would, he wanted to be, he didn't want to stop. Nope. Talk about that as a high level athlete. I'm very impressed. So uh, let's look to natural options for these kids. Stop feeding them crap. Stop feeding them garbage. Give them nutrients. Give them minerals. 100% whole food supplements from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com. Hey, wish him a happy birthday and order from choosetobehealthy.com. Use the code RSB5 on checkout. All right. What is the false messaging on vaccines given to pregnant women? Well, that it's safe and effective. That's all you need to say. It's a lie. mRNA jabs. Significant new information in a new report from the Therapeutic uh, Goods Administration out of Australia. Pfizer and all of that. The report contains significant new information that had been suppressed by the TGA and Pfizer itself. Much of this relates directly to the issue of safety and pregnancy. The whole report is important, but four key points stand out. Let's bullet them right now so you have them because we're, you know, got about five minutes before we go into bonus round. One, the rapid decline in antibody and T cells in monkeys following the second dose. And that's was hidden. It's like if, if that had come out and, and was observed and reported on, it was like, wait a second. Uh, after the shot, you mean you tested it on these animals and, and, and the antibodies dropped? The T cells dropped after the second dose? I think we might, if we're going to do it at all, stop at the first at best, right? Another bullet point, biodistribution studies previously released in 2021 through an, a Freedom of Information Act request. Um, these are things that are being revealed. Data on the impact of fertility outcomes for rats, uh, rats, data on fetal abnormalities in rats. So the last three items are all related to uh, biodistribution and fertility, and they're not good. Not good at all. And And for them to have the claims that it's certainly safe and effective for pregnancy. How many times do we have to push back against that? How disgusting was it that any doctor, uh, scientist, researcher, media personality, or local public health worker said, just shut up and take the shot because it's safe and effective? That's why the, you know, the, the documentary film, Utah Safe and Effective, question mark, is so prescient even today. And I hope that you would share it if you haven't watched it yet. It is worthwhile because it's scientifically validated. Everything, every point we bring up in that thing has been 
hyperlinked so you can actually investigate the actual study we're referring to or con a controversy. It's all there. Terms of impact on fertility and fetal abnormalities report includes a study of 44 rats, describes two main metrics, the pre-implantation loss rate and the number of abnormalities per fetus, also expressed per litter. In both cases, the metrics were significantly higher for vaccinated rats than unvaccinated rats. Well, what are they going to say, Super? Well, we're not giving them to rats, really. Really? But isn't that the reason you study it on rats to see if there might be something to warn humans about? Or am I mistaken? Absolutely. That, no, they would they would sing pr the praises of of a study on rats if it if it uh, was favorable to the pharmaceutical drug they were trying to get past. But suddenly, when it's bad, they're like, "Oh well, that's just rats." Oh, it's just rats. It yeah. Anything anymore? Yeah. <laughs> how disgusting is that? Uh, yep, that's how it works, y'all. If the CDC and the FDA says you should take it, you might be thinking, "Do the opposite." Do the opposite. All right, All right. one more story here. The soils and natural ecosystems just as contaminated as urban soils, a study finds. In, an or in order to address widespread contamination, advocates urge government regulators to consider the full cradle-to-grave life cycle of toxic materials before releasing them in the environment. Oh, what, oh. A, what a brilliant idea that is. Huh? Yeah. But yeah. shall we wait till they do that? Did I wait <sighs> till they did that? Hell no. They never wait till they did for that. No. Don't wait. The point is, what we're seeing here is just, duh, we've been saying it forever, basically, on this show. And if you are to wait for them to come out and say it and then try to clean it up, and I believe something like uh, a President Bobby Kennedy would try to do some things at a federal level, okay? Not that the Constitution pr provides for it, but the Constitution should, it doesn't provide for corporations to buy and curry favor and in a regulatory state environment protect those polluters as opposed to uh, defending private property rights, which would then make a tort action possible and successful. And that would, would minimize the likelihood of these mass pollution events if there was true liability. But because the liability has been alleviated through the corporate structure and then the corporate structure ba basically gaining control of the governmental structure, you, you have corporatocracies, you have various forms of fascism, whatever ism you want to call it. But basically, you have a government that is invested in not finding, or even if it knows, then suppressing this reality. So what are we to do, Super Don? We are to what? Rehabilitate our own soils to the best of our ability and not it's, wait. It's about all you can do. I mean, at this point, I mean, this is this this goes right along with that that other story that that I ranted about when we covered it about uh, that there's no water anywhere now. You, you even like the remote lakes and streams are are contaminated and and have the same stuff in it that you get in your tap water you know and stuff like that and that just you know when we grew up it was like if you wanted to get away from all that stuff you hiked out into nature and you went to some remote lake or some you know whatever and you're camping and you you were got away from all that stuff but we've been doing this for this crap for so long now mm -hmm. that it has permeated according at least to, to what it is that i've read it's permeated Everywhere, everywhere, yeah, everywhere now is contaminated. But, there is no, it, you know, the, the pristine lakes and rivers and stuff anymore. If there is a, a, a wrong way to respond to this, Super Don, it would be, well, since everything's contaminated, I might as well just eat whatever I want. Well, yeah, of course. But, you know, I mean, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, right? Yeah. You, you want to reduce your exposure. We can't eliminate Detoxification. It. This is what you've been saying for yeah. a long time, and it it is... More important, just as important, if not more important today, never 
than it was uh, when you originally started talking about it. Well, and and the new tool, as I said, I've integrated, and I hope everybody's doing this, is the NRDMG uh, to counteract the exposure to glyphosate that is inevitable, even if you eat all organic like me. You can't account for these overexposures, these, these cross-contamination scenarios, but that doesn't mean give up. It means you have to be ever more diligent. Depends on your goal here. Do, what, what kind of life do you want to live while you're here? Do you care to be strong and healthy? Maybe if you've always been strong and healthy, you don't appreciate the loss of it. The reason I'm so passionate about this, and you guys know for a long time, is because the first 24 years of my life, I suffered because of all we're talking about environmentally here, canary in the coal mine uh, territory that I live. So I've been down that road. I didn't like it. And now that I know I could do something about it and did something about it, and I'm doing something about it, I'm encouraging y'all to consider it as well. Not beating you up if you don't. I still love you. But... I just want to give you an option that maybe you didn't know was an option because the EPA is not going to tell you. The FDA is not going to tell you. Biden's not going to tell you. Trump's not going to tell you. So uh, who who's going to tell you? Well, it doesn't even matter that I tell you. It's just, hey, when you figure it out, you know, man, I got to do better. You know what I'm, I'm going to tell you? Kids. What are you going to tell me? We got to go to a break. Time's up. It's time for the bonus round on the Robert Scott Bell Show momentarily. Thank you all for being here. Shout out to our friends on UK Health Radio. Uh, thanks again to... Uh, well, all y'all for supporting us and sharing the show. Back in 60 seconds or less, because the power to heal is yours. Stephen has a good comment in the chat room. I remember when, oh, the good old days, when sudden death meant an overtime period between regulation playing time to break it sports, <laughs> right? Instead of meaning that players drop dead, you know, sudden death. Speaking about players dropping dead did you see that demar hamlin's been cleared to to go back and, and play again uh yeah that's a wild story huh yeah. yeah i mean more power to him if he's really gonna get well i don't know what he's doing but it would be nice i think of him to be more forthcoming uh, uh as to what he's been through and done because i think in terms of how do we help other people maybe he's not thinking in those terms i don't know but there's still so much mystery surrounding what happened to him i, I would love it if he'd be more forthright candid about it some strange stuff still with that. I'm waiting for somebody to say it's not really him. Yeah. Or, Come on. Come yeah. on. Where are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, okay. nobody's, anyway. feeding you. nobody's feeding the Nobody bit. Oh, yeah. Good luck on that. That was a good one. All um, right. Well, anyway. Yeah. So good show today. Yeah, I rather enjoyed it. Yeah. Not like usual. Although you annoyed me a little today. Oh. No, you didn't. I just love it when you're cantankerous a little bit too. But you tried to pro proclaim that you weren't. That was the thing. You know, you're like becoming all old. And I didn't even know what you were old. talking about, but. I know. <laughs> I, I'm saying, in fact, I've already forgotten what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what, that's what makes you so awesome. And I would like to say all men are awesome like that. We forget, but that it annoys our wives because they don't, they don't forget anything. I mean, that one thing we did 18 years ago, three hours and 22 minutes and 13 seconds ago, they'll know. Right. Like, we're like, I forgot and, what I did five And then they'll ago. make some kind of like one-liner comment, you know, just letting you know that they're like, have a grudge against it and you have no idea what they're talking about, what they're referring uh, to. And, Wait, if you know, and if you don't know, I can't even expend the energy to tell you. I know, exactly, right? We're just in trouble no matter what. It's like, listen, I care about you. I'm concerned about why you feel the way you do. I just need to know what it is that you're upset about. Talk to Never the mind. Just talk to the hand. Speak to forget the hand. about it. 
Just forget yeah. about it. No, no. We, we've never experienced that, have we, Super Don? Yeah. <laughs> we're we're digging deep now. Sometimes, yeah, and just sometimes you just have to go, okay. <laughs> and you're just in the in the in the doghouse for some reason and everything I've ever thought, said, or did. Yeah. That doesn't count. It has to be specific. I don't remember what I did even. Guy, listen, you know, it's just guys are dumb. They just yeah. are. You we know, we it, we put things behind us and then did, you know, we just <laughs> Yeah. Much to yeah. your annoyance. <laughs> Good times. Thank you for still loving us if you still do. <laughs> Honey. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. Oh, but Leslie says it's opposite for her. She's the one that forgets everything and James remembers. That's why you got to tune in to Stay at Home Mom, the podcast on Robert Scott Bell Podcast Network. That's great, Leslie. Yeah, there's always inversions and exceptions and things and so, yes, we are generalizing and having fun with the generalization. It, she says, the, I guess I'm more like a guy. She's one of the guys. Just don't go on a Bud Light can. She, yeah, she's a tomboy. She does a lot of stuff, but James is no slouch, man. He builds and fixes things and hunts and fishes and all. Or the, or guy things. I did a guy thing before I uh, got on the air today. It was yeah. funny. It's kind of bonkers. I was... Um, um, cooking some eggs and, you know, I had some other things uh, getting ready and suddenly I see the, the the FedEx or UPS guy, I don't know, back in. I'm like, oh man, they usually don't back in. They just like come up from the, from the street. So I'm like, mm -hmm. uh oh, what? Something's heavy or something. And there's a bunch of boxes, but it's, it was for the Be Healthy Utah event next week. So I'm going to have, be able to pour a lot of silver and copper shots for oh. everything. Do some giveaways. It'll be fun. Uh, nice. But anyway, that happens. Uh, at the same time, um, and, and, you know, I'm trying to deal with, with that. And then I noticed that the recycling bin guy came or the, the tr truck came, pulled it, uh, dumped the thing out and then put the thing down. And somehow like a bunch of cardboard boxes blew right out of that giant truck. And I'm looking at this happening all at once while I'm cooking eggs. I'm like, dude, I'm going to have to be fast here. I'm running outside to try, even on the gimpy leg. Again, it's not totally gimpy and, uh, put the, the thing, take the can back in help the boxes be put up because there was a lot of them and then I get back in and my eggs didn't burn. So how's that for? Wow. Yeah. Awesome. And then, and then before that I was out doing like Tim, the tool man stuff. I fixed that pipe where I was telling you that the, uh, um, the irrigation water turned on and there was like this, a geyser exploding toward the back of the property because one of the pipes that's for irrigation that sticks out, you know, that can hook up a hose to, it just kind of went like exploded. And so I mean, it froze over the winter or something. So I did. I went out and fixed that this morning before the show too. So I was like feeling cool. That, I was feeling that it was a good thing. Good feeling. Good thing. Leslie says impressive. Well, I can't impress you, Leslie. You have James. James is impressive. So you probably don't have to tell her. <laughs> no, I don't have to tell her. <sighs> Incredible. Right. Incredible. So, I have uh, no manly stories for you. I'm sorry. You didn't do any manly things today? I didn't do any manly stuff. You're looking kind of feminine over there. No, no, you got a beard. You're okay. That doesn't mean anything these days. Wait, did I see you on that Budweiser can? <laughs> um, yes. No, I'm on the uh, I'm on the Michelob can. Michelob can? Yeah. They, the Michelob Ultra, isn't it organic now? I think they have an organic one, yeah. Mm -hmm. Although, apparently, from what I understand, Michelob's a woke beer, too. Is it? Yeah, there's a bunch of them actually that that uh, have pandered at one point or another. Where do all the sleepy beers go? You have to go get yourself a micro brew or something. Micro brew. Yeah. I don't want to know what that leads to. 
<laughs> is, that, is there a condition you're thinking of that that might lead to? Is that what you're... Uh, just sounds a bit scary now that yeah. you have broke beers causing people to go to sleep. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what else is going on? Anybody still out there? Anybody still here? The bonus round. We can do anything. Do we uh, Do we do questions of the day? You said we did it yesterday. We didn't have, yeah, we didn't have any. Uh-oh. What? I just got another email. Let's see here. Uh-oh. Who's this from? Uh, this is Are a follow-up from Mel. Okay. Uh, it says, Super D, all right, you know I love you. Okay, but listen, I cannot say anything about... Oh. What? Never mind. I guess I can't say anything about it. <laughs> okay. Oh, I see. Okay. No, no, no. I, all right. So, all right. So, let me let me start over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super D, all right. You know I love you. Okay, but listen, I cannot... Saying no, I cannot not say anything about this. Oh, okay, gotcha. You absolutely cannot call my Lord and Savior Frank. <laughs> okay, please. I told, you. I told him, you. Call him Jesus, but <laughs> my father, whom I will call anybody out on if they speak about him in a disrespectful way. I wasn't being disrespectful. See, Are you te- listen? Here, here's yeah. the thing, Mel. Mm-hmm. You think God doesn't have a sense of humor? Well, I was going to bring that up. I think. I mean, uh, come on. Look I at think, the platypus. I mean, come on. God I, has a sense of humor. I believe God has a sense of humor. Right. I think of, you know, of all the things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are telling me Jesus never laughed or cracked a joke I, or I something? Think, I think she's trying to intimidate you. I think she knows God has a sense of humor. I have yeah. a sense of that. But yeah, I agree. I think Jesus would be laughing. Like, oh, he called me Frank. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Super Don, I'll get you. Yeah. No. You were just trying to instigate there, I think. I was just... I was just having some fun. I, I, I think I think God has a sense of humor. I don't think he'd be mad at me for that. I think he knows I'm not being disrespectful. No, I think one of the, if anything God has is a sense of humor. There's a lot of reasons. He's I got to. I mean, just look at the world. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah. Yeah. And Leslie backing you up. He made me definitely a sense of humor. <laughs> no disrespect. No. Uh, Lori, I took 1,400 pounds of scrap to the junkyard last week. Is that manly? I loaded it myself. Yeah. Lori Holy is so what? She's amazing. Yeah. Not all at once, little bit by bit, right? You can't, if you're doing 1,400 pounds, we're going to start calling you the incredible Hulkster. Hulk um, smash. Yeah. Lori, that's impressive. Yeah. No, Lori is, is very capable. You know what? I did what? recently pick up a brand new DeWalt 20 volt cordless drill. Ooh, but have you used it yet? I did use it. My my wife uh, uh, has an office that she's been outfitting mm-hmm. uh, for the new job that she got. And okay. I, uh, in fact, it was I think it was over the weekend. Uh, went over there and and put some shelves into the wall. With wow, it. it's the very first time. But yeah, I'll be honest. Listen, I I'm not I'm not Bob Villa, so it's like, you know, I got this drill and it's really cool. You know, you can. Zzz, 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 you yeah, know, like awesome. that's the thing you do, right? When you're a guy, mm-hmm. you got to do a couple mm-hmm. of zzzz before you you use it. That sounded a little feminine, though. You got to do no. that. Again. Well, it's it's a it's a French drill. <laughs> 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 but um, yeah, so I mean, it's got all these cool settings on it. Yeah, and and it's like, um, does it have a laser it, beam? It has it has a light on it. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. you know when you cool. do it. And, and laser beams. So apparently there's like one setting for like when you just want to use it to drill with. Mm-hmm. And then it's got these other settings that are like torque settings mm-hmm. for when you want to use it for like screwing yeah. screws and, yeah. and stuff like that. So I'm yeah. assuming the higher the torque number. Yeah. What does that mean? It's like, 
if you, if you turn it on like 15 instead of one, that means what? That it's going to well, it, it'll use drive more it force your, or something? or Yeah, it'll drive it through your neighbor's house. Gotcha. Okay. From your house. Because I, the whole reason why I got it is because I need to fix this this raised garden bit over here where yeah, somebody right. drove in my driveway last yeah. year and clipped the, the corner of it and pulled mm-hmm. the boards out. Mm-hmm. And so it's just screws. So I anticipate just being able to take this, pull the screws out. Yeah. Realign a thing and drive the screws back in and like new holes. New holes, yeah. I think so. As long as the, yeah, as long as there's integrity in the wood, still. Leslie says that. it spins faster. So when you turn the torque setting up, it spins fast. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So it's like put it's like putting a car into low gear. Yeah. Or putting it in a high gear. Right. Type right. thing. Torque. Right. Torque. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Mm-hmm. I get it now. Thank you. Yay. Knowing me, I would just turn it up all the way because that's just how I do everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Probably, probably, yeah. Anyway, right on. Mm-hmm. Leslie would know, right? Yes, she would. Yes, she would. Anyway, what's going on in the chat room over at robertscottbill.com? Uh, DJ Katie's going into a, a, a annual blueberry festival, looks like. Love to join that. Yeah. Yeah. I want some blueberry sour cream pie. My wife makes a mean blueberry sour cream pie. I have a blueberry blueberry flavored coffee. What? Yeah. That sounds perfectly horrible. It's really good. Blueberry coffee. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's coffee, but it has like blueberry oil, you know, in it, you know, to You'd give it a proud of me. I, I, I drank flavor. a lot of coffee this past weekend when I was in Sarasota because the Quinto boys, they have one of those fancy schmancy coffee things that they actually um, roast the beans. They have raw coffee beans. They roast them on right there mm. just to perfection. Then they put them in the grinder, which sits atop the thing. And then they, it comes out as, as the grinded and then they tamp it in there or something with the machine. And then they run it through the thing. And then they have the thing that goes, Oh, they're making espresso shots. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. They steam the milk. And oh, then yeah. they, I did one, with um, you know, they put organic sugar in it, and it's like, oh my gosh, you're just drinking candy at that point. You can't even mm-hmm. taste coffee, but it's delightful. I will have to acknowledge. After that first cup, I was like, no, let me put my own stevia in it. <laughs> uh-huh. But but yeah, I, I it was a treat to drink that because normally, like, if I have a really good cup of coffee, it's it's for a purpose. Um, and I'm so not did they did they they gave you the espresso and yeah. they watered it down with water. No, no, so, they steamed milk and put steamed milk in it, organic milk. So you're going full on shot. So you were like, yeah, you were really awake. Yeah, but I was very active out there. It was Florida. The the heat was on. Yeah. I was out in the sun. I got got to swim a little bit. It was nice. Got a little bit. You're of kind of a lightweight on most things, so I'm kind of surprised. You I am. I did, I did very almost. well. I did very well on it. I have to say, I don't know why, but I did. I just okay. rolled it. Yeah. So. DJ Katie, North Carolina, North Central Florida, not far from St. Augustine or Jacksonville. Well, hope you'll see uh, uh, Coast Guard Corey because he's up there in the Jacksonville area. Pancake breakfast sells out there in line at 6 a.m. I bet. Organic blueberry pancakes, I'm in. Count me in. DJ, oh, you make your coffee like I described there? Yeah, it's very fancy. But as I said, you know, for me, it's just about medicinal use of coffee normally. But I was like, all right, I'm in Rome in that case. I've never sprung for the for the actual machinery to do it that way. I I got that Aeropress thing, you know, years ago. I I told you about that. And that was just like a manual thing. Yeah. But it was just way too much caffeine for me. Mm -hmm. It was just, yeah. (laughs) But, you know, 
Did I, I, over, I overdo everything. Did I mention I, uh, on the way out of town? I don't know if, what I said yesterday about going out on um, Monday flying out. We went back to the organic farmer's table one more time and I had breakfast for lunch. I had organic scrambled eggs and grits. And uh, they had, uh, uh, I don't even know, I think it was turkey bacon. But anyway, they also had uh, an organic biscuit. Oh, yeah. You oh, talked yeah. about and the organic that, biscuit. Yes. Yeah. I told you I knew what to get to you for Christmas now because right. you got so yeah. excited mm-hmm. about an organic biscuit. As this, mm-hmm. It was yeah. entertaining. Yeah. Anyway, fun stuff, getting to hang out with good people and, and you know, sad times, but yes, also uplifting when you get together with folks. So I hope to see some of you to, uh, next week in uh, Be Healthy Utah. Oh, this week, you Be Healthy Utah next week in, in Tennessee. And if you, if you want to uh, get a free ticket, send an email message that says free tickets to superdon askrsb at gmail.com otherwise i'm going to release them to my friends tomorrow all right okay because i shout want, out I to the folks watching on rumble no, no no comments in the chat room today okay it's quiet on rumble nope okay which is an oxymoron right Do i have a meeting when is that meeting 8 p.m tonight all right i got a meeting about nashville later today i'm just looking at things I got to do a silver or copper training this afternoon. So yeah, I better run. I got to go. There's a lot going on. Anything else? Nope. That's it. So we will be back tomorrow with guests and news of the day. If you guys have any questions or comments, you can shoot me an email at askrsb at gmail.com. You can submit your question or comment at the website, Mm -hmm. or you can leave us a voicemail. 866-939-2355. 866-939-BELL. Yes, and thanks to Kenny Meyer for being on today. That was fun. Got a little uh, standing up for what's right and a little NBA discussion, too, in that. All right. Well, Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, Oh, yeah. Jim liked the question about his favorite moments in the NBA. Yeah, I didn't know what to – just so you know, I know, Super Don, you could have come in with great stuff, too. But it was like I didn't want to limit him, you know, what would come through. And that was a cool story. That was good. That return to Jordan. So, anyway, a lot of fun. If you missed anything, rewind, rewind, replay. And uh, God willing, we'll be back less than 22 hours from now. And uh, Thursday, Jonathan Emort, you can hear some stories. Oh, the big story I'm going to ask him about is that Supreme Court ruling that now takes deference away from the oligarchy, from the FDA, FTC, FCC, and all that. This is big, y'all. I want to talk about how big it is. Maybe it's not as big as I think, but I think it is pretty big. And we'll play um, his new commercial, too, his new campaign commercial uh, tomorrow as well. Yeah, awesome. All right, thanks, y'all. See you later.